Welcome to The Action Shelf, the podcast that celebrates the glory of B-action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, we find ourselves in the month of July, and yes, mm. it's time for another theme month. That's right, we're kicking off what we're calling the July Cage Match. Uh, it's why, a month. why are we calling it that, John? Because it's a month celebrating the work of the master thespian, the inventor of the nouveau schematic acting method. Nicholas mm. Cage. Uh, yeah. Yes, that is, oh, by the way, that is real. Have you heard him talk about his nouveau shamanic acting, Lisman? Is he offering a workshop, perhaps? I don't that, think That so. I can take? Although I will I'm, pay any amount of money to I, be I'm, taught I'm how to act. When you talk by about his tax troubles, how did he not do like an acting <laughs> class? That seems like an obvious thing. Um, do, do we want to welcome a new generation of Nicholas Cage? <laughs> Type actors, new. I think so. Shamanic. I think so. Because uh, somebody's yeah. got to take up the mantle after he he pat. Obviously, he's not anywhere near passing at right, this time. Right, but yeah. uh, just in case, we need to we need that legacy to continue. How sure. old is Nicolas yeah. Cage? He seems like he's you know I, I I can't get a read on him. You know what I mean? Like uh, he's got to be nearing sixty. He's fifty eight. Okay, that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, and uh, and he's on marriage number five. One of my favorite Nicolas Cage quotes recently. He just recently got married, and he was oh. quote, and he was quoted as saying, uh, "This is marriage number five. He goes, this one has to work because I'm not doing this again." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like this man. one has to work. <laughs> oh, that is too many times, funny. man. And that's the saddest thing it I've is, ever heard. It is. Too. Uh, that what, other, that, what, what do you think this uh, wife thinks of the two? Was it white uh, king cobras that he purchased at some point? I <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh well, and he uh, he sold the he he said he sold the cobras, but his current oh. companion is a pet raven. He he's been talking about a lot in the interviews. Oh, I didn't hear about the raven. Oh. I heard about the the cobras, the crocodile, and the shark. But the raven yeah, is all new. all of those he's, he he eventually sold or or donated to zoos. But uh, the raven is his new companion and apparently like half of his house now is uh, an environment for the, for, for the raven yeah. like <laughs> when he, he, he goes he goes we have in-depth conversations that raven and i and you're oh. just like oh man lest we be reminded that nicholas cage is fucking insane uh wow uh that, well, uh, that other well in nicholas cage's uh defense uh raven uh, tends to have the level of intelligence equal to about a six-year-old child. So, sure. Don't you just yeah. you know, conversations that, can be had. Just that just means they're talking about Paw Patrol and... Uh, well, yeah. It, yeah. And, or Caw Patrol, I he's think. Sitting there, case, he's yeah. sitting there like across from the Raven Patrol. going, interesting, you know, discourse <laughs> we're having. I just, wanna, I just want to shot 
I just want a scene of him playing chess with this yeah. raven. I really like, want to see that. Oh, good move. Oh. Oh, a bold opening. Bold uh, opening. <laughs> that's what I imagine he's doing. By the way, that uh, that voice you've been hearing on there is our guest for this month. And our most frequent guest. I think this is your seventh or eighth appearance on the show, Brendan. Uh, yeah. uh, I, w- I should say thanks with yeah. a question mark. I don't know. Uh, Brendan Jones is with us. A fan favorite, Brendan Hooray. Jones. Oh, fan us. favorite. Great. Yeah, uh, I'm sure off, I'm getting lots of shout outs. To um, kick off the July cage match. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, when we get to talking about this particular film, uh, mm-hmm. y- I think you're thinking of why why to have me as a guest for mm-hmm. this particular movie mm-hmm. is that it, it also has uh, 80s uh, standby and guy who I wish I had been. Yes. Uh, like when I was a teenager in the '80s, I so wanted to be John Cusack. Um, Man, being a teenager in the '90s watching John Cusack in the '80s, I wanted to. I mean, I, I think yep. you and I and listen. I mean, all of us, I'm sure, saw say anything and thought, finally, oh, this is yeah. like the epitome of what of how we view ourselves, right? The Lloyd, Lloyd Dobler. The yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd um, Dobler was mm-hmm. just the perfect character for the team because he, he he was he was cool but not popular per se. But everybody liked him. But he wasn't yeah. he wasn't a dick. Uh, he wasn't a jock. He was just a self confident. Cool if I couldn't guy. be Matthew Broderick in yes. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, then I, knew I that wanted was too to be cool Lloyd me. Dobler and like, say anything. I loved Ferris Bueller. I went, no, no, I know I'm a Cameron. I know yeah. that for a fact. <laughs> yes. So, but Lloyd Dobler seemed like, yeah, yeah, that could be movie me. No, mm-hmm. I, I figured that's why you had me on because I'm the old guy, and uh, couple, and I have reasons. seen the rise of both guys and uh, over the course of their careers. We should from, say, from, yeah. actually, welcome to the action show for the first time, John Cusack. This is right. the first time we've talked about the sack. Um, are you are you sure? Wait, hold on. Are you sure John Cusack is in this film? Because I saw a well, man wearing sunglasses, a headband, and he a hat does everything. Could have been somebody uh, cosplaying as. Yeah. Uh... He, he does everything in his power to make it seem like he's not in this movie. I will say that that's for sure. Uh, what I was going to say, though, I think the hidden reason, and you wouldn't have even known this, <clears throat> probably, uh, but the hidden reason that you had me on is. This movie is set in Biloxi, Mississippi. I well, I, I actually want. I was gonna say the other reason was I knew it was in the South, uh, and I thought yeah, you would, no, you would it want is, to do like the is, Southern uh, Noir movie. Uh, it, shot it's like on location. five miles, five miles away from where my mom lives. Wow. Um, so I did not realize it was, it was that close, but yeah, I no, think, very very. Close. I did think the Southern Noir aspect of it would appeal to you. It, it did, but it also raised one of my biggest complaints about it. But we'll get there. Um, we yeah. should probably talk about what the movie that we, we watched should is. probably introduce that we're talking. We're kicking off uh, the July Cage match uh, by talking about 2017's Arsenal. Mm. Why is this movie called Arsenal? Boy, that's one of the questions I was going to ask. I think, Lisman, we've talked about these. I think a lot of these action shelf movies just pick actiony titles and throw yeah. them onto whatever. We've talked about yeah. this before. The, we watched the movie a couple weeks ago called The Commando, and no one in it was even a commando, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we were just like, it didn't matter, because they're just like, that'll sell. 
It's called yeah, exactly. Arsenal. People have guns on the poster. This people yeah, I, it. I could. I guess that's the genericness of it. There's so many titles you could come up with based on the actual themes of this movie. Mm-hmm. But Arsenal would imply, like, I kept waiting for at some point, Adrian Grenet. Uh, is that a, how you pronounce his Grenier? name? Grenier, yeah, Grenier. Grenier, yeah. Uh, to like open a closet and you find out, holy shit, that guy has a stockpile well, of exotic weapons. The older brother has one, right? Because he has a flashbang grenade that they... Yeah, but I mean, that weapons. is the arsenal. It's like normal guns and yeah. then this flashbang grenade. That's an arsenal? All yeah, right, well, man. When, well, I apparently. Saw the, when I saw the title and had no context for the movie, I thought, oh, this is one of two things. Either it's about a gun deal or it's about these br- – because we talked about the tagline last week is brotherhood has its price. Mm. Um, I thought, oh, it's going to sure. be brothers stealing a gun shipment or something. I thought, yeah. I really thought weapons were going to be central to the plot of Arsenal. Me too, and I thought it would be something like um, – uh, but I also thought they would – I knew there it had to build to something, and I imagined strapping on of various things. Like, <laughs> oh my god, he's got razor lined uh, oh, uh, boomerangs. I wish. Oh my god, he's got a crossbow. Brandon, you holy and I, shit, Brandon, you and I. He's got a grappling hook. Yeah, yeah. We Brandon and I spent too much time reading comic books. Obviously, that that would be the because yes. yeah, yeah. It's that like would it, be superior to this oh, movie. I would, I, mean, I, would have, I would have loved Look, it. Even the even the Duke boys of the Dukes of Hazard <laughs> had uh, dynamite arrows. I was yeah. kind of expecting oh. something. I yeah. love uh, I love an exploding arrow, man. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it doesn't. It never builds to that. Instead, what you get is one scene of Grenier opening a closet and grabbing just a nine millimeter Beretta, just a, yep. a pretty standard. That's the arsenal. Yeah, the arsenal is uh, also he has, and it's right at the start of this movie, the most casual pullback of a slide on a gun I've ever seen. He just kind of goes, oh well, okay, we're gonna go. Standing in the middle of a park, you know, uh, yeah, just being real subtle. Yeah, because this movie. St- so yeah, let's. Well, I, I, Lisman, I don't know if you looked mm. up any information about this, but I want to talk about who directed this movie because we've seen his work before. Oh, Stephen no. C. Miller, who actually, and I will say, watching this and this movie that I'm going to mention here, I think he's one of the best action shelf directors actually um yeah he directed line of duty that aaron eckhart cop movie that he we watched. sure did and that was actually pretty decently directed though and i think this it- movie is pretty decently directed like i think the script is a mess but i think he, of course i think it actually is okay it's more i mean once again we're broken it's always with the, <laughs> the asterisks of mm-hmm. listman and i are broken but this I will say this is a better. competently directed film, yes. and I know mm-hmm. that you're comparing it just like we do with the horror things on our podcast. Yeah, you're comparing it to what you're watching for this podcast. Correct, correct. Yeah. This yeah. is competently directed to the That's, extent where that... I looked at his IMDb credits too, <laughs> yeah. and it's a bunch of Bruce Willis, uh, oh, well, uh, I was low say, grade we, action things. I think we have his uh, his 2016 movie Marauders coming up in a couple months. Which Mr. has Willis. the same? Oh, wait, is the one he made right before this? Yeah, has almost the exact same cast. Uh, oh, great! Because yeah. Jonathan Shake is in that, as is uh, uh, Adrian Grenier. 
Yes, um, yeah, that's Marauders, and we're doing that in a couple months on this show. So yeah, so it's just hey, I hope the script is better. Um, <laughs> yeah. The guy who wrote this has only done a couple things. Yeah. Uh, so his direction, I mean, we're talking broad uh, stroke here. Yeah. Right. His direction's not a problem, except for his uh, his love of, of filters. Good oh God, the entire God. thing is filtered. Yeah. The entire movie that's, is it was filtered. I was. The beginning was like a was like a flashback kind of a thing. Yes, to and I kids, thought it was and just I was for hoping, a Yes, me too. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was, like, it was the please, whole fucking movie. Please take the uh, sickly yellow green filter off <laughs> that, of everything. That is an action shelf thing in that I think often that is the attempt by the filmmakers to go, this will make it look bigger budget. This will make it look like sure. we're not shoot. And I will say, compared to some of the other stuff we watched, this one does... Uh, I don't like the filter, but I'm saying this movie does feel more cinematic than some of the stuff we've watched recently, even. Like, it does feel mm -hmm. like it has aspirations to look like a movie. Like, I didn't watch it going like, boy, this feels like a TV special or something like that. Like, it, it, it does feel low budget, but it doesn't yeah. feel like a movie. Yeah. It felt like everybody involved had made a movie, at least one movie before. Yes, yes. and that is you not know. always the case on this show. Uh, so, <laughs> filters and slow-mo are the two things that should have been oh, taken away they, from this director. Boy, they Jesus got their hands Christ. on a phantom camera, which I, got, I don't know how much you guys know about the phantom camera. It's a camera that shoots a thousand frames a second. It's the fastest camera. So, it, mm. it, it produces these incredibly slow images. And, and, yes. and I think that's what they have in this movie. And I think I really think somebody just went, "Hey, I've got a phantom camera we can use." And they were like, "And when when you awesome. purchase it, does it come packed in with a bunch of like old gospel music? Is that like <laughs> part of the package?" Yeah. The, the, the other thing I will say, uh, just in broad strokes on this movie is, and this comes a lot of it comes from the use of the phantom camera, uh, which I don't yeah. know that they're using, but it looks like phantom footage to me. Um, sure. But. Uh, I feel like this movie makes up for its lack of action set pieces with excessive gore. This is one of the goriest movies we've ever watched. We watch a lot of uh, violent yeah. movies, but this thing is nasty. And this yeah. is where I'm going to perhaps, well, I mean, no one listening to this podcast really knows my things, but John, you certainly do. Mm -hmm. uh, the gore in this movie, mm -hmm. I welcomed I well, yeah. and I thought, and I do think I it was very well done. Yeah, uh, I mean, I wasn't asking for it, but this movie <laughs> has no pulse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This movie with such a good cast, or at least a uh, uh, you know, oh, these a are, solid cast, well, these are all real, real cast. We do not have, yeah, that, and I think that's another thing that makes me like tip towards the positive of it. Is I'm going, everyone here is an actor. We're used to like. There's no WWE. There's no MMA fighter. There's <laughs> right, no, right. I'm going like Adrian Grenier is our lead. Great. I'll take him over the parade of meatheads we normally get on this show. Yeah. yeah. So, but it, it's just uh, there's there's uh, uh, the script is is bad. Yes. And I real, just I, real it, bad. Agreed. It's real bad, and it it uh, has nothing to it, which is why you welcome anything that. That livens it up. That's why Nicolas mm -hmm. Cage owns the movie. Yep. And that is why even scenes of really extreme cinematic gore, which are well done, I'm sitting there going, yes, thank you. And mm -hmm. I'm not as bloodthirsty as you are, John, but I'm sitting there <laughs> going, oh, 
thank God I have something that's at least got some... Once the action kicks in, and the action's not even that amazingly no. done. In but fact, the, no. the final battle is like, boom, 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 you're done. Hey, thanks Thanks well, for and that's where they're mm -hmm. using the slow motion to try to make it seem more epic. When seem it really like it's is much more epic, yeah. Just like four mm -hmm. guys shooting each other pretty quickly. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but but those scenes of like heads going apart and bullets going through, I'm just like, good God, no, all worked. right. It worked. Ooh. I mean, it worked actually, I think, to once again to jolt you in a way that they can't actually create the visceral action. Yeah, but, uh, or, or character work or no, anything but or by clever God, dialogue or anything. Uh, yeah, we see uh, in in great detail what a shotgun does to a human head, and uh, yeah, and I mean, look, we all know I'm here for it. If you listen to this show or Meet the Monsters, <laughs> I'm a resident gore hound, so I'm mm -hmm. all on board for seeing bullets rip people apart and stuff like that. Uh, in film, of course, always it's not real, so it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> right, always need to make it clear. Yeah. We're not monsters. No, no. But uh, I, I mean, I have it, like you yeah. talk about, it, it looks good. So I'm almost looking at it from the detached, like, damn, that's a good exploding head. You know, like, just yeah. From, from a, I appreciate the makeup equivalent of it, right? Like that's kind yeah. of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, let's uh, let let's dive into the movie itself. Here. By the way, I do have a pronunciation. Apparently, it's very simple. Looking at uh, his Wikipedia here, uh, his name is Jonathan Sheck. Is how that's pronounced. Check. Okay. Oh, the yeah. older brother. Yeah. Jonathan yeah. And Sheck. I've liked okay. him a lot of things. I, I, and I've never seen him get this all jacked up and bad. I, I know. Looking. I was really surprised. He's huge in this movie. I've never seen. Mm -hmm. him. I go back uh, to. I mean, I think like most people, I go back to him in that thing you do. Obviously, yeah. Is uh, yeah. Uh, as as the uh, serious songwriter guy who drops out of the band. Yeah. Uh, and both him and Tom Everett Scott from that movie, I never understood why they didn't have bigger careers because I thought Agreed. that movie I saw and I went, these guys are going to be future stars, man. There's no question. Yep. And they both work, but they're both kind of character actors. And it's weird because particularly Everett Scott in that, I thought, oh, this is the next guy. Like, yeah. he's in the Tom Hanks movie. He's Tom playing. Hanks picked him to be the new Tom Hanks. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. and, and instead, you're like, oh, he's... The other guy in La La Land, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are worse things to be. I mean, yeah, it's uh, consistent work, so you know. It is, yeah, yeah, and he, you know, he he was he was the fourth detective on Southland for five seasons, you know. Uh, all right, yeah. So we start with this thing that that does drive me insane, and it's all these movies do it, where we start at the end and then go back, kind of right, where you've mm -hmm. got. Adrian Grenier with his gun and his narration going, everybody always asked me why I stuck up for my brother, you know? And I well, get, they want this noir. I mean, this movie is really, the, something I, I did think watching it was, this movie is really trying to be noir more than it's trying to be mm -hmm. action, per se. It's trying. Yeah. It's trying uh, and failing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Also, I mean, uh, th there, there's no set rule about voiceover, but... <laughs> Holy hell, you start the movie with one line of voiceover, and that's all you get. And so why did you start with voiceover? Yeah, great question. It's just so I... stupid. But yeah, the whole thing is like, people ask me why you would do what you uh, go to the ends of the earth uh, for Mikey. And he goes, anyone who asks me that has obviously never had a brother. Yeah. I wouldn't do what this guy does for my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both of, both of you have brothers. Would you go this far? 
Although, I don't know. I don't. I, well, I, what I will say is, by the end of it, I would not. I'd still be mad at him, and I'm like, yeah, yeah we got this resolved. But you're still out of my fucking life. How dare you, Brendan, Make I, me go through this. I only, yeah. know, I only have heard you talk. I've never actually met your brother, but Lisbon, I know your brother pretty well, and yeah. I, I can't imagine Kyle doing any of the things nah. in this movie. He's one of the most <laughs> yeah. low-key human beings I've ever met. Uh, if anything, yeah, yeah. if anything, you're the wild card brother in that relationship. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the thing with this is it um, when you have to state your movie's theme at the beginning. Yes. Obviously, <laughs> you're not a very good writer, and uh, also the 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 way they lay into it is ridiculous. And I do think uh, all these elements could have made a good movie. Well, they're all pretty uh, A noir yeah. set in the deep South. Love like, it. Uh, mm. Like a mob movie set in the Gulf Coast. I love that Dixie, Maf Dixie Mafia stuff is great. Look at like Justified and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So that is something that can work. Uh, and come on, how classic a theme is what would a brother do for his brother? And, yeah. and how far mm -hmm. would you go? That's the good Cain stuff. and Abel brothers, too. I mean, that goes back to like Godfather mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I was sitting there going, it's a Manhattan melodrama yes. where it's like literally one's a priest, the other one's a gangster. And you're yeah. like, oh, you got to do it. Angels with so, dirty faces. Yeah. It's, angels with I mean, dirty as faces. Old but as gangster I, I, stories get. Yeah. So I'm hmm. like, okay, these are all elements that I'm on board for. And then I just look at shoddy construction and yeah. just bad writing where mm -hmm. this writer, I love this, all the way through the movie, uh, he's going to introduce an element right before it pays yes. off. That is always <laughs> bad. Yeah, I mean, because we don't know anything about Eddie's brother until he shows up. Now we know yeah. that Eddie has a brother, but mm -hmm. he shows up and then, of course, he's, you know, he's offed. So it's sort of like, uh, oh, I really want to have that scene with those two brothers. It's like, so I'll introduce him. He's never been mentioned, but yeah. now he's here. Now he's dead. Okay, I'm going to introduce the only thing that paid off-ish was the flashbang. Uh, yeah. Because he does introduce it early, and then it, it's like, well, he did his and, and Chekhov's flashbang. It's, it's introduced <laughs> right at the start. It's mentioned again in the middle, and then it pays mm -hmm. off at the end. Yes. Uh, by yeah. the way, Eddie's brother, played by Nicolas Cage's real brother. Yep. Yes. Christopher yes. Coppola uh, plays Buddy. His. Oh, uh, I have a question for you guys. Before we get too into it, mm -hmm. uh, I I'm watching the movie and you know waiting for Nicholas to show up because mm -hmm. I am a, a cage head. Oh yeah. And um, when he showed up, I couldn't figure out which Dick Tracy villain he was. <laughs> I was sitting there and I was. I was like, who is he? Needle nose? I don't know exactly who he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's the new one, Comb Over. Because, uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, when we get to Cage, the look, I mean, it's... <laughs> it, is, it is his character from Deadfall, but it's evolved since Deadfall, I will say. I think he, the nose is a little bit longer. Yes, yes. he's oh, acknowledging his character's aging it's a mustache is a little thicker yeah. and uh the wig is a little bit more extreme yeah and that nose oh man, the nose nose the nose is convincing no one what i love it uh, I, I particularly love that the nose is so fake like that makes me love it even more that it's clearly... and it's even uh constraining his delivery yeah uh, like you can hear it in <laughs> oh, his voice that the, 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 the prosthetics whole, are blocking the whole some of the voice airflow. he's doing in this thing 
is because it's caged, but yeah, it is this like constricted, like kind of this kind of voice. And I, I just yeah. kept waiting for him to go. Wah, wah. <laughs> well, I mean, we we do know famously he is a massive comic book nerd, and this yeah. does feel like. Uh, he's doing a comic book villain in a lot of ways. I mean, it, it, the Dick, well, the also, Dick Tracy that thing he, is dead on. He does seem that way because, again, um, uh, I I don't know, I don't know if the writer and I'm going to keep harping on this guy. What's mm -hmm. his name, John? You got uh, the Jason video. Mossberg. Okay, well, screw you, man. Uh, but <laughs> good on you for having he, a career. He but wrote anyway. he wrote this movie and he created a show called One Dollar, and those are his only credits. And by yeah, the way, yeah. one dollar is a strong word. One dollar is one of those shows that follows a single dollar bill from person mm -hmm. to person. And I, yeah, I a, saw that, yeah. and it's like he, it was a uh, a streaming yeah uh, Paramount, show, Paramount Plus, Paramount yeah. Plus, uh, which means I could probably look it up and not watch it. But anyway, so I, um, I ignored but the it. Thing is, <laughs> he, he, uh, so I don't know if he tailored stuff uh, for Nicolas Cage or if Nicolas Cage got on the the film and he's like. Don't worry, I'm going to spice up my own dialogue, which I feel that Nicolas Cage does uh, often he anyway. He frequently mm -hmm. does that. He's known for that, yeah. But but this I, this is a character. So he that is the thing that makes him stand apart. Yeah. He right. looks eccentric. He is eccentric because it's yeah. Nicolas Cage playing it. So the mm -hmm. movie comes to life when he's there. Well, Whether or not you think it's realistic or not, it doesn't matter because you're just sort of grateful that there's there's energy uh something odd you don't know what he's gonna say next and i'm sort I mean, of like it, every it turned time... into a full-on comedy every time like yeah. i couldn't help but laugh at everything i mean and i think in a great way laugh at everything yeah. nicholas cage was doing because yeah. it it kept me going through well and, this film. and looking <laughs> through I'm, i was reading the the you know um legitimate like critic reviews hollywood reporter and stuff Every single one of them goes, this movie is completely forgettable, except Cage is riveting. Like, sure. every single one goes, whenever Cage is on screen, I am paying attention. Exactly what you're talking about, Lisman. Suddenly, I am, like, up and going, what the fuck is this guy doing? You know? I mean, uh, it's not good. I don't think he's making the correct choices. Well, but, but they but, are really funny and interesting yeah, choices. Yeah, I mean, as the Village Voice says, the main enticement here is getting to see Cage go full bore. And that's yeah. exactly what it is. It's just, yeah. it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's just, it, that's exactly it. It's like, it's, as somebody says, it's garbage, but goddamn, Cage uh, delivers the latest installment in his singularly unfettered brand of over-the-top screen madness. Yep. And I, I know that the prosthetic was his idea. I read an article yeah. about that, but... <laughs> What the? Do you think that the note that he wrote his brother at the end? Do you think that was all Cage? That that is one. Of, I tried to find on YouTube a clip of that so I could play it on the show <laughs> because I I thought about having you read it, Lisman, but I don't. You can't capture the madness. No, it, no. no one, I did write down part of it because oh, the first few lines are crazy. It is absolutely bonkers. the whole thing is crazy, and the and it's also great because I was watching going. Oh, this is still going. It's super yeah. long. The letter yeah. is yeah. long, and it's just yeah. locked on blood-soaked Nicolas Cage screaming and crying and nah, nah, you know, like, and it is. It's great. You can feel. We've seen this before with him in these movies, Lisman. You can feel him like. Cage is working too hard for how bad this movie is. Where he's going like, yes. "I will inject life into this film." Like uh, he, he's a he's a he's a defibrillator. Yeah. Def 
Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, he is yeah. full on trying to jolt this movie yeah. to life every time he's on screen. The same thing he did in Jiu-Jitsu, you know? It's like death. It's like death spasms. You yeah, know, is, yeah, is what it feels at, like. At, at the uh, at the end of it, I do love. He's like going. So what do you think about the letter? Do you think that would have worked? And he's like going. Uh, it's too bad I can't say it because I fucking killed him like an hour ago. It's just like, oh god damn. I it. love it, man. It's I love so it. worth it when you get to the end, and I'm like, I know this is awesome. Because then on the polar opposite is John Cusack who seems to have one foot off the set of this movie about to get in his car and go home in every scene. Right. Like, and, yes. and yeah. I mean, I he's, mean, I, he's not, I, I can't blame him. No. We often uh, applaud actors who, uh, and, and, uh, and on your podcast, I'm sure you do as well. And on our podcast, we'll applaud actors who clearly never phone it in, who yeah. show up to do the job. I mean, that, that is definitely cages in that camp. And he proudly mm -hmm. will tell you this. But Kuzak, uh, he is clearly here just cashing that check, and he yeah. and never has a scene with with which Cage. is a huge bummer because of course yeah. I want that Con Air reunion, um, and he doesn't change his costume, which nope. means they shot everything in a day. Well, and you it's can like feel you're in the car now, you're on the porch now, you're walking through this Cusack, uh, apartment. Great, he is the Bruce Willis of this movie where you have him for a day, but you shoot multiple scenes to put throughout the movie so it feels yeah. like he's in but he's in probably 10 minutes of this thing if if even 10 minutes. look he had yeah. a flight to Altogether. catch at 10 30 p.m and <laughs> yeah. they they had him on set at uh at 9 a.m and yeah, then they're like yeah. let's get the footage he's like i have to mm -hmm. do a comic con in st louis can we and i mean i i love him and it, uh but i i will say his later career where he he started taking the jobs of kind of serious, not action guys, but cops, this guy, yeah. da, da, da. Yeah. He's a fine dramatic actor, but oh, very, very I, I so miss a lot of the charm that yeah. he used to have. And it could be just the roles he's given. Yeah. But I sit there going, whereas cage creates a right. cage space. Like if Cusack cared yeah. He could have taken this and come up with a take even on this lame character yeah. that uh, maybe made him more charming. The only thing he decided was, my character will dress like this, which is how I dress all the time, yeah. and I will have a vape <laughs> pen. Yes. Which also That's, feels like he just had that. You know what I mean? Like, could be. Yeah. Could be. Um, and... and as often as he can have a hand in front of his face, you know, like just kind of blocking his face a little bit. It he really does, does seem too. to be hiding. He <laughs> does seem to be hiding. The... When he took his glasses, when he took the shades off in a scene or a couple of scenes, I was, I was like, shocked. oh my God, you're really here. I yeah. Really... yeah, I thought this was the, the approved life model decoy of John Cusack for a while there. Uh, it's a deep fake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other thing, this is another classic example, though, of like, why spend the money to get Cusack? It's only so you can put him on the poster and get more people yeah. to rent it. And probably yes. people thinking what I was thinking, which is, oh, cool, these guys were in Con... Especially like, if you're an action fan, they were in Con Air, which is grade A action shelf material. We've talked about oh, yeah, that's big the top end. studio movies that feel like B action movies, and Con Air is that. And Con Air is a fucking blast of a film. Just absolute... Mm -hmm insanity but so great great actors great production values it uh, is uh what you call it's just saying there it is 
it's a trash movie, but it's an elevated trash movie yeah. because everyone's aware. Yeah. And they're making a very high-end trash movie with so much mm-hmm. money behind it. Yeah. And an unbelievable cast. Cusack, unbelievable Cage, cast. Malkovich, devouring scenery. Shimmy. Like, like mm-hmm. Buscemi just mm-hmm. doing, I, I'm pretty sure they just told him to do whatever in that movie. Uh, and Ving Rhames, Cole Meany's great in that movie. Like, there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot right. of great stuff. Go watch Con Air, everybody. Don't watch this. Mm. Watch Con Air. Don't oh, watch this. Uh, oh it's sad when you look at, like, there's not a lot of, like, trivia on IMDb uh, about yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. And one of the things is, like, this is the, the what fifth or seventh movie these two have made together yeah and you're like uh and when they're mentioning that you're looking at the list and you're like going oh those are all better right Mm. (laughs) those are all better yeah and they did not make this movie together i don't think they were even well and also like one of them is set one of them is adaptation but like cusack has a quick cameo in that it's you know? true yeah it's a, that's true i i i do think we should do the frozen ground even though it's not purely an action movie it's like a serial killer thriller but that is cage hunting john cusack as a serial killer in alaska that sounds better than this i think it <laughs> is i think it is yeah. better thought of for sure yeah. Um, yeah even if it's lower budget let's get back to this movie because one of the interesting things about this or interesting things but one of the things i was surprised <laughs> by is like the first 20 minutes of the movie are a flashback to them as kids i was not expecting this yeah, this movie oh. takes its time to, to get so. through. Yeah, yeah. Usually these movies are just like cut to the chase. Yeah. You don't care about these characters anyways, so let's just get well, that, to shooting That people. actually kind of makes me more mad at this movie that they do spend yes. time to develop characters and it still doesn't work. Right. They yes. still yes. don't care about the characters, yet the movie seemingly is taking the time to develop them. The only this thing- whole flashback mm-hmm. is just meant to illustrate the the differences between big brother and little brother um yeah. and things and that we will see play out very clearly when they're adults and it, i mean and and it is it didn't need to be 20 minutes when you talk about no. this being sort of the stock gangster thing the other problem is the movie really like grenier is so the good brother and Sheck yes. is so the bad brother. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, Grenier yeah. has just got it all together. There are no shades of gray here. No. Um, uh, Sam Shepard play, this is not. No. <laughs> but though, I, <laughs> True West starring I, yeah. Adrian yeah. Grenier and Jonathan Sheck. Um, I, I, I would I watch that. Yeah, I'd see I that. probably would. But yeah. Um, yeah. I'd be curious. But you know what they wouldn't do for that? Mm. They would not probably not even do Texas accents mm. because you know what? No one in this movie does oh no one Mississippi. yeah yeah i i read reviews of this on imdb as well and um people of course didn't like it most of the people were like oh god this is pretty bad but uh cage is great same yep. thing not of a single course. person said and i understand if you're not from that area if yeah. you uh, and i don't sound like i'm from that area but i'm mississippian mm-hmm. and um the thing i second i i didn't know the second it starts i'm like shit it's in biloxi I'm expecting an explanation of why no one sounds that way, but they mm-hmm. never give it. So these are locals. No one. Jonathan Sheck tries a little Southern here and there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here and there, he's doing Southern, but he's not even doing Mississippi. When you're in the Gulf Coast, it's pretty thick, and yeah. there is nothing. Uh, I'm looking to the other characters. I'm looking to their wives. I'm like, does anyone 
want no. to acknowledge we're in Mississippi? No. no. And they're no. And yet, no, they're they have fine. like the local, that is the local team when they go watch the baseball team. I'm like, oh, MGM Park. Oh, I actually, when they go see the baseball team, I was blown away that I was looking at a real baseball game in one of these movies. <laughs> yeah, that, I know. Yeah. That's the oh, biggest some production money. value I've seen. Uh, well, because they actually, and I, the other thing I was shocked by was when I'm looking at the IMDb and it says they shot in Biloxi. Because normally yeah. we would expect this to be Budapest uh, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, no, uh, they they did. <laughs> they uh, I I could tell. Yeah. Um. And so that that in and I thought great location, great idea. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the sa- same thing. Like when I watched True Detective season one, mm-hmm. the thing mm-hmm. that True Detective season one did really really well is if you're going to set something in a location, yeah. use the location, yes. milk it because yes. it gives it a feel. Because True Detective. They nailed local accents of Louisiana and Texas, and I was like, "God damn!" Well, they, they cast. Filmed they their... did cast two actually yeah, southern actors, which helped. That's true. Quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, to begin but, with. But it, yeah. they just used Biloxi as as just a location. And, yeah, there's and... no reason for it to be set there. No, like, yeah, unless you're going to delve into culture, local culture, and and have them attempt the accents. I was like, yeah. no one's even trying. Oh, I, it's crazy. Right. I, I, just I'm, set it somewhere else if yeah. you're not even going to try it i don't understand it's just i was allowing like i was allowing cage it was like clearly they mentioned his character came from somewhere else right. it's like he's it's like yeah he's got ties in new york and so forth i'm like great gangster who's down well, he south. came from deadfall which i think takes place in las vegas if i remember correctly um oh yeah that's right it yeah, does yeah uh so i guess that he, but yeah he's the city mobster who's made a kingdom here in the south so no, he's the sense. only one that gets a pass from me. Well, and getting. also, I don't know. Yes. I, it's not a southern accent, but he's doing some kind of crazy voice here. Yeah. Um, so the the basically the backstory is that that uh, older brother took care of younger brother, kept him away from the darker sides of humanity, including their what I thought was their father, but later they say uncle who blew uncle, his brains yeah. out with a shotgun. Um, and there's lots of these like idyllic. Uh, I, I'm not comparing this in quality, but I think what this guy is trying to do almost Terrence Malick-esque attempts to do these like arcade slow motion, the joy of childhood meets the horror of adult life. And uh, you know, what, what I thought was trying. funny about this I'll opening that. too is that, um, you know, they, they cast the, the kid actors is a kid actor playing the older brother, kid okay. actor playing the younger brother. I, I was watching that flashback and going, I don't know if it's purposeful, but the kid they cast as the younger brother, yeah, and we don't know yet if he's Adrian Grenet or not. I wasn't right. sure which mm-hmm. was which right. at the very beginning. All I could say was I thought they were implying that he might be mentally challenged in the beginning because the kid actor gets like one line of dialogue. Can I have some quarters? Yeah, and every time they show him, he's just sort of like, uh. I'm like, poor well, guy. The, it's the, it's a Lenny situation from you know Mice and Men. He's just like, clearly not. I like the video game. <laughs> oh no, yeah, it's not a Michael and Sonny. It's a Michael and Fredo. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Um, but uh. anyway, so there's that. But but they're so confusing about uh, about that day. Mm. That day apparently had them go to the arcade, have fun, yeah. go back home. Find uh, Uncle with his head blown off, and then the older brother protects him by closing the door so he doesn't see it, gives him quarters to go back to the arcade. Then 
Yeah. Then, then the older... kid goes to Eddie King, the gangster. Um, yeah. The older brother. Oh goes to... my God! The what he witnesses is so completely so in insane. one day. Yeah. Mikey or Mickey? Is it Mickey or it's Mickey? Mikey? It's Mikey. Mikey. Frankie, yeah. yeah. Mikey sees his uncle's head blown off, goes for help to a guy, and and watches that guy um, kill a dude. And how does yeah. he kill this dude, Lisman? Do you want to get into? Because this act of violence. It definitely captured my imagination. I have never seen this movie before. Yeah, yeah. Maggie had to look away because she's like, I don't need to see they this. Actually I don't, don't like anything involving teeth. You know? Yeah, this one they don't show a lot of. Later they stuff they will. It's show. They really don't, but uh, yeah. He puts but a, the yeah. implication was pretty brutal. Yeah, because yeah, he makes uh, him well. bite down on like a lead pipe. Mm-hmm. It's a guy tied to a chair yeah. Uh, yeah. that they've already brutalized pretty bad. And now Nicolas Cage, the, the coup de grace, shove a metal pipe in his mouth, force him to clamp down on it. I do like the fact that because Nicolas Cage is smoking, yeah. he then blows his cigarette smoke yes. into Come on. the pipe. That's Cage, right? That's, that's got to be Cage. That's great. Oh, and yeah. then he's got a baseball bat. Yeah. And so he tees it up. And he he hits the end of the pipe, which is going to go right through the guy's Holy vertebrae. Sh- I mean, it. I will say it definitely sets a tone that this is a nastier movie than we are used to mm-hmm. watching on this show. Because we're used to a lot of gun deaths and things like that. But this movie is really like, oh, I mean, this movie is more depraved than real gangsters that you hear about. You don't hear a lot yeah. about, yeah, and then they just fucking uh, ram this lead pipe through a guy's head. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, what was their, uh, I mean, they, like, uh, he had, they never really say who this guy was or what he did. stolen from them or something, maybe? I don't know exactly. I don't know. interested in It doesn't matter. That, just yeah. And then, yeah, then you get Cage pursuing young Mikey, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? You know, like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and, and Cage, the whole young Cage, the young Eddie, for some reason, his head is just back the whole time, like, yeah, what are you doing in here? Uh, yeah, it's super weird, of course, because yeah. But I'm, I'm, I can't look away when no, Nicholas Cage is not. on screen. I dare not. Yeah, I dare not. Yeah, uh, and so it, 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 it implies he's gonna go work for him, and then we go 23 years later to Adrian Grenier's seemingly very successful construction company. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, they 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 talk about, uh, but he don't worry. He still meets up with his older brother for a game of baseball. Ah, oh, so much of this movie's about baseball, and I don't really understand what any of that has to do, except for just general Americana. It's just yeah. the bonding thing. Um, you know, me and my brother always no. Uh, it's again this movie just is poorly written and conceived so it's just sort of like that shorthand for well we have our differences but we can always throw the ball around and you're like Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ movie stop I know it's just uh, once again it's so like idyllic American it, it, the whole thing and, and they're ribbing each other. Yeah. It's like you got you got ripped, tattooed, Mikey now, uh, yeah. and he's he's just sort of like, uh, yeah, you you got nothing in that arm, and then the, the uh, just you watch this fastball. But, I'm like, fuck. By you, the way, God. the uh, Adrian Grenier, who I just called Grenier, my things, but his character's name is JP. JP, Mikey, mm-hmm. and JP are their names. Yes, I don't like that. 
No. <laughs> just the idea that you know what? The, the main guy I is don't like JP. It. I don't know. There's something weird that's like and we never get any other like it's not like Joey or something, you know, it's Did we get their last name at any point? I don't I, think I so. Don't think I don't think no, that. you do. I just can't remember it. I mean it's I mean, it it's is... on the letter he gets. Oh people do yeah. it's on the construction company, I think, too. So oh, yeah. construction. Yeah. But I really but... didn't clock it. No, it doesn't either. matter. It really doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. The only person who's actually credited with the last name is Eddie King and Buddy King, of course. Yeah, the, yeah. King, the King Brothers. There's going to be a prequel does... called The King Brothers. Oh uh, God! No. Does Eddie does Eddie King operate out of an arcade? Is that or or was he just did. the editing he make did it? Did it made it seem like yeah. it was the back of the arcade where they had set up the murder room? Yeah. Uh, but but so I'm like, what? When we're in modern days, operating out of a bar. Yep, and right. he sets up a murder room there too. He's very fond of the plastic sheet uh, aesthetic. Well, so is his sure. brother, because his brother sets up a plastic sheet room to kill him. <laughs> when gonna, it runs in the family. Gonna... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, but we have this scene where uh, Mikey is trying to sell weapons to uh, a pawn shop the guy's like eh, i've already got too many glocks what else you got how about this a police grade flashbang grenade and i like that the guy does go who the fuck am i gonna sell that to like, <laughs> what 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 was again clumsy ass writing yeah. is man i'm i'm going to town on this writer yeah but but the whole thing is that um this guy runs you know like a pawn shop yeah buys plenty of weapons yeah there's no Shady. way this guy doesn't know what a flashbang is. Yeah, I, but the writer is worried the audience doesn't. Even so, though like, they have play Mikey set it video down game right, and flashbangs are a pretty yeah. common thing that we know about. Yeah. Mikey sets it down. And he goes, "What's that?" And he goes, "It's a flashbang." What's a flashbang? He's <laughs> like, a flashbang? he literally does. He's like, "What is that?" He's like, "Stun grenade used by like the army and the and the the cops." And he's like, "Oh." Like, come on, man. Jesus. Literally, every, yeah. you don't have to treat your audience like they're <laughs> fucking like eight years old. Yeah. Okay. What Even eight year olds know what What is that? Drooling. That's a machine gun. What's a machine gun? <laughs> gun that shoots, that a shoots lot of bullets, bullets, but real fast. Really fast. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. What's this? A baseball oh. bat. What's a baseball bat? <laughs> <laughs> Every weapon in the movie is presented like this. No, it's uh, like the plane. The, the plane is the plane is in trouble. What is it? Well, it's a big, <laughs> big white tube <laughs> with wings on it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It, it, Air, it, it, airplane. It turns jokes. into a Zucker Zucker and, uh, and Abraham joke. Yeah, right. I mean, like it's all. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a big, yeah, so, pretty white the, plane. <laughs> wheels. Well, like, it looks like a giant Tylenol. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a giant Tylenol. Uh, oh, we watched we watched Airplane a whole lot in high school and stuff. Oh like that. yeah, that was that you was should. A, that was a touchstone for for listening. Oh County man, and I, it's just um, one of the funniest movies ever made. It really is. Oh yeah. Um, so I mean, once it, so much of this beginning, I did think we have this scene where we go home with Adrian Grenier, and he's got a wife and a baby. Mm -hmm. But then we mm -hmm. cut to Jonathan Sheck, and where's he in a mostly empty house, sleeping on the couch by himself? Oh, don't you see how? different these guys are polar so opposites different. it is just so again 
terribly constructed because when we see his family of course his family's a nightmare mm-hmm. we he's like oh, yeah. he's calling his ex-wife you're a fucking whore yeah and and, and the, like the, daughter the teenage daughter removed. and she's on her where phone are you going and, yeah. oh she's gonna hang out with her meth head <laughs> like, second, just like oh yeah they do meth i don't worry yeah. about it the second I'm, i know I'm, I'm the impressed. second they introduce the meth head friends i'm going she will be kidnapped by the third act of this movie a hunt there's no doubt in my mind that this will connect back to kate yeah and it, of course yeah, it but does that's exactly that was that whole subplot was so unnecessary oh yeah it's oh yeah necessary and stupid but it did give us the scene of uh Oh, that was excellent timing. Is that the very first time she's hung out with her meth head friends where they decide to pressure her yeah. into yeah. doing meth. And she's like, I don't want to. You're going to do it, bitch, or whatever. And then Uncle Grenier shows up kicking the door get in in slow-mo. Get your hands off my niece. Uh, and he's like, get your hands off my niece. Now, yeah. why does JP know how to use guns? Oh, never it's explained. Never well, explained. we saw him play that arcade game, which <laughs> had a gun. <laughs> he played literally. Listen, that's he played the training. Time we saw him once. have. It's fine. He was really good at uh, yeah time crisis, and so we're all good <laughs> yeah. here. You know, uh, he played House of the Dead in the nineties. House of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, that was there it. There you go. And yeah, he's perfect with it. Whatever that cop one was. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I and, played. Uh, a lot had of a that. blue gun and a pink gun. It had a blue gun mm. and a pink gun, and they looked like kind of like Dirty Harry's revolver, is what I remember. Yeah. As a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was huge. I don't think it would would really teach you how to use real life. No, because weapons, it doesn't. It, it's the, it was in my memory. Those were never perfect with the aiming. They no, were of course. never very accurate. It was always cool in concept, but they never worked the way you wanted them to. Uh, in other words, uh, you kept wasting quarters. Yes, exactly right. He'd be like, no, I am. I'm aiming right at that guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, then we introduced Cusack, who for a lot of the movie, I, I actually even still after the movie, I don't really understand what his relationship to anyone is. He's a cop. Well, he's a- Right? He's a cop, yes, which was not clear no. until much later. He's a cop who's a friend of the brothers, and you'd yeah. think that, uh, both brothers, and you'd think that maybe he would have been shoehorned into the backstory, or even a line of dialogue yeah. just explaining, like, uh, you guys, when your brother got out of the army and we were hanging out, you know, just something to explain the connection. Anything. Yeah. But he's he's clearly a detective because he has informants. He's he's plain clothes, and he's well, he's, he's a slightly he's, dirty. He yeah. has bent the rules occasionally for the brother, well, and so he, he's the, whole, the one who and, gave him the flashbang. We find out, which is insane. Also, I was trying to he do bends him a solid. the rules, but he bends the rules by once they're trying to save or protect Mikey. I love the fact that this cop is letting a civilian just go with him to talk to informants, bust into apartments. Well, You're my, like, my, you don't do and, that. And when JP like brings up the idea of going to the cops, he, he says, don't go to the cops. Yeah. yeah. He's like, that's not, uh, that's not going to help at all. And then not going to help at all. Well, I also, like, yeah, I love that. But I also love my favorite moment is it's somewhere later where it's like, were you going to come with me? Cusack goes, you don't want me coming with you. And I go, this movie can't afford more John Cusack. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's the second day we have to pay him, so we can't have him go along. Uh, you don't want me 
need tagging along uh, because it's going to be like an extra mill. Yeah. yeah. And the audience is going, please, more John Cusack. We like John I mean, Cusack. I, yeah, we, we like him. He, again, there's not much of a character here. In fact, almost no. none. I will say, even checked out Cusack, though, I'm still like, I wanted more of him because I still Because do. he's John Cusack. Even checked yeah. out, he's at least he is compelling on some level. He's watchable. I like the guy. When, when when they do break into the house and they're going into kind of cop mode and he's like, yeah, a, a yeah. kind of in an action mood, I yeah. was like, oh, thank God he's just not languidly sitting in a chair for this scene. <laughs> um, and he did seem to be like, oh, okay, well, well, I know this stuff. I know how to be like, I've got the gun up and I'm let's, well, action he's, guy. He's done enough of these things, right? That he's done. I mean, he's played a number of cops and right assassins and but uh listen another care another actor that we can add to the list of cusack is an extremely good kickboxer yes and we always talk about they never take advantage utilized. of actors yeah. martial arts training in movies and yeah, here's another example like cusack is from what i gather a very good how, kickboxer how many movies by, has he done where that has actually been like, uh gross point blank is the one that always okay. comes to mind for me he does have a pretty sick fight in that um, yeah, yeah, uh, which is yeah, great with uh, with our friend Benny the Jet, who we've seen in a few movies, uh, the mm -hmm. kickboxer, and of course he worked with Don the. Uh, well, say anything; it's a huge part of the movie. Is that? Well, I is, mean, I think that's oh, where yeah, it yeah. started. Yeah, I think that in preparation for that, he actually did start kickboxing and yeah. liked it a lot, and then he mm -hmm. just kept doing it when he wasn't Lloyd Dobler. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, it, it, I, Con Air shows up a little bit. He's got some fights in there. I don't think it's it's as extreme, but. It's in there. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, I, you know, I haven't watched a lot of the other action stuff he's done. So we'll see, Lisman. We'll watch some yeah. of his other things and see if he's kicking anybody. But I do just think <laughs> a lot of it is I'm just going to, I'm going to do as little as possible, period. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't want to do the, the kickboxing. That's for me. Oh, we have to do, we, I, it's on our list of, it's not, doesn't have a date, but please let us know. And people are going to let us know that they want us to do this. The movie he did with Jackie Chan. Uh, oh, Dragon. Blade? I want us to do that. Yeah. What? Oh, do you not know about this movie, Brandon? There's a movie. I mean, I might. It's a, it's a, it's a historical epic with him <laughs> and uh, Jackie Chan and Adrian Brody. Oh yes, Fuck. yes. Dragon Blade yes. shot in China, and I remember him talking about it. And he goes, "Hey, you get a call, come to China, make a movie with Jackie Chan." You say, "Yeah." Yeah, yeah. I, I think the reviews were they were bad. Really, yeah. really. Cusack's playing like a Roman general or something because this is like ancient China, and yeah, Cusack's got a big yes, like Spartan they are they're Roman on. legionaries. Jesus yeah. Christ! And then and then Adrian Brody, of course, is doing the cage thing, right? And chewing scenery as the warlord. I will kill Jackie Chan. You know, uh, <laughs> and you're like, okay, Brody got the good part in that, right? Like once again, this the guy sounds who, this sounds very good. We should uh, yeah yeah we need <laughs> to put that in a little sooner than we yeah have well it. we'll we'll slot it in Dragon Blade. Yeah. It's called. I I have yeah. I've not heard good things, Lisbon, but uh, I mean, that's man, you guys should pair that. That with Great Wall and you know, oh, Great Wall, uh, <laughs> yeah, American uh -huh. actors uh, adrift in China movies. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, but I bet he, yeah. I bet he does some kicking in that. Would be my guess, Lossman. Uh, Cusack. I, I don't know. I Roman uh, soldiers weren't known for their kickboxing. I don't think this movie is very accurate. To, I don't think Roman soldiers also had Chicago accents. So you know, yeah, it does. I don't believe so. Yeah, oh, oh, I think, I think in the reviews. If I'm remembering correctly, they Adrian Brody's doing also the what you'd expect is the sort of British like yeah. if I am 
being old timey person yeah. and I'm Roman. Seemed like I'm Brody gonna do, was having fun. I am being I this, and yeah. uh, people were saying that John Cusack just shows up as Chicago guy. Hey, doing? what do you want over here? Uh, yeah. I got uh, I got my uh, uh, my armor on. I'm ready to go uh, yeah. face the the troops. Yeah, for uh, for Rome and whatnot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Vinny Vitti Vici. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Now let me grab a, <laughs> let me grab a brat and go to the Cubs game. Um, <laughs> yeah, this will be great. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is with Cusack. It is like, can I squeeze it in between White Sox games? Um, yeah. You know, then I can. Uh, all right, fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, so let's see. So yeah. So Cusack rolls up on Grenier and he goes, "Hey, we got a problem. I hear your, uh, I hear your brother just bought a bunch of cocaine." <laughs> yeah. And, and and Grenier goes. Oh no! Well, I'll have to look into that. Cusack goes, "Great, bye." And really, Cusack is <laughs> in and out is in the entire thing. Yes. Here. And I thought, "Oh my God, is that, that going to be it? Is that going to be <laughs> yeah. it?" Because we've your seen brother it. bought a package, and then, and then it's like, "Oh shit, we've... I'm gonna." He's like, uh, "Well, now you know, gotta yeah. go." <laughs> it, se- it seems like no, that'd be impossible. We've seen it. We've seen known actors mm-hmm. roll into these movies for like under a minute we had wow well oh, was it trejo in that one movie who played a nameless goon and you're like wait that's trejo and then we go well he can't be dead he must be faking his death nope he just oh, was in that dead. movie for under a minute it just yeah, makes it me crazy. all the more grateful that uh i got to see uh death kiss and uh and the amazing work of daniel baldwin yeah mm. yeah um, because yeah. they mm. they he didn't show up for a few minutes and oh, go no. he strung that movie together he was the glue daniel baldwin i mean those monologues still ring in my yeah. head obviously. oh my god that's truly and shakespearean i don't yeah and uh they formed my political beliefs yeah so yeah. i, I <laughs> we have i'm now a monster Believe it or not, we have yet to get to Stephen on here. I think Stephen Baldwin will will get to him eventually, but we have yet to run into Stephen. Should we do like a Baldwin theme? There you go, Baldwin theme month. I.e. Baldwin theme month. I.e. Everyone but Alec. Um, Yes, exactly. (laughs) We can get all of them with. We do have a Billy Baldwin movie on the in our pool of movies to look at. So yeah. Uh, So anyway, yeah. So. Uh, what does he do about this drug thing? Well, they go to a baseball game together is the next scene. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I thought he was going to, like, confront him about the drugs. Instead, they're just like, hey, man, let's go watch baseball. It's it's so, uh, again, the writing bad. <laughs> Mossberg! Uh, he learns, uh, JP learns this. He's obviously sitting on it. Mm-hmm. When it finally comes up in, yeah. in a bit, it is literally JP going, so I heard you uh, took the money I gave you and bought some blow. <laughs> and that, that's also not the next scene, which is... No, it's not the next scene. It takes him quite a while to finally go. And plus, it's also the first time we've heard about the money he's given him. But he's like, because... I, I heard you took that $10,000 I gave you and bought some blow. He's like, well, I'm a fucked up brother. I'm the fuck up. This, I thought oh, I could turn it I, around you, and make you, some more money. You, I mean, This and... happens so many times in yeah. this movie where they set up a conversation between two characters. And then those two characters meet, don't have that conversation, right. and then later in the film they have the conversation. Yeah, it's the like same thing off. happens with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yes, yeah. and I also love the fact that the movie is constantly again <laughs> underscoring for the stupid or the uh, the hearing impaired. Uh, I, I don't know what that means, but uh, basically they have. Jonathan Sheck's character going, "I'm the fuck up brother. Yeah. You're the perfect mm-hmm. brother." Yeah. It, it, 
I do people go around there saying things like that? I mean, I don't well, meet up with friends and going, I'm the fat older guy. <laughs> you're the younger thin guy. I mean, I'm not doing that. It's like, what the fuck is that? Speaking as you're fat old. That, I mean, that's something that drives me insane in movies in general. And you see this even in good stuff where they go like, as your brother. I have to tell you, I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I work so hard to not have characters say things like that in the things I write. To, like, to avoid so, on-the-nose dialogue. Anything is like one that. Of, yeah. And I, I get that you, you can... need to be clear about relationships and stuff, but I, it's just like... Put well, in a little I'm, bit well, more. Well, you can work. look at pretty Adrian Grenet, who's still a very attractive young man, and then you look at Jonathan Sheck, who is a... I mean, he's bulked up he's got the stubble yeah. he's got the tattoos did we need to have it underlined as to who's been the troublemaker yeah and who's the perfect little guy yeah uh and and like we said these these are i think they are good actors but like it is yeah. tough yeah. i mean Sheck is given as much as he can but when he is going i'm the fuck mm -hmm. up what do you expect i'm your fuck up brother you know to say the truth this movie has two good performances in it and one is cage being cage yeah mm -hmm. and one is jonathan check yeah. he is trying and he's good yeah he gives it some shadings as well because we see mm -hmm. him struggling and, with his and, and Gren, impulses I, and then i think caring for everybody and i think mm -hmm. with grenier the problem isn't that grenier is a bad actor it's that this character is so just the white knight in this thing and there's just like no, i'm nothing. the good guy that i yeah he, there's no levels to play for him no nope. not, yeah nothing just, until lie. until that late turn where it's not even it's not even a jump all it is is i will do what i have to to protect yeah well then so, it's just like now I'm but, but then guy. he's trying to like i've got to do ugly things i'm gonna have to shoot eddie king but it's not a down struggle no, you know, no, it's, it's not he's a struggle. He's not struggling with the morality that's of it what at it, all. That's what he's it, like, I've been forced into it. I will take lives. That's what the better version of this movie <laughs> I is. I will like. commit murder yeah. for I will the commit first time murder. ever. That's what the better version And then of movie I'll is. just have a barbecue after. Oh, <laughs> I don't sleep badly at all. No, yeah, it's too... But I'm saying that the better version of this movie is I have to sink into the underworld deeper and deeper to save my brother. And yeah, actually, yeah. usually what these movies have, and this movie could have used this because it would it would help explain stuff, is if he had if they had been doing crime together at some mm -hmm. point and Grenier left. So then like you're talking about Lisman, like the skills, the knowledge of the weapons and stuff mm -hmm. would make more mm -hmm. sense. And then it's like I have to go back to that life. That I told. Yeah. Then that could bring the wife into the plot a little bit more and going like, I told you. I mean, this is all stock stuff, but it's stock stuff for a reason. There is dramatic, inherently dramatic ideas to go. I put those. Right. And these movies love a scene where a guy gets his guns back, right? Like, sure. I mean, like uh, you, they, they can't resist that John Wick An axe moment to the of, floorboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, uh, after John Wick, I can't, we've seen several movies that have people ripping up the floors and getting their guns yeah. back, and I'm just going like. Jesus Christ! You're all just doing which, John Wick now. Which 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 Wick was it? Where he? It's not just floorboards. He has to go under concrete. It's he has the first to, like, one. Really, that is the first, the first one. one. Yeah, he yeah. goes yeah. into the garage yeah. with a sledgehammer <laughs> and he breaks through the cement. Was like that, man, that guy was yeah. serious about burying his past. He really he's was having to literally deal with and, masonry. And I've never <laughs> seen any of the other attempts to do that. Have never had the gravitas of that. It's never been as cool as Keanu with the with the sledgehammer. 
But no, mm. you know, I, well, well, the other thing is, like, I know you're not a Keanu fan, particularly Brandon, but Keanu is good at this type of movie. He would be no. so much better in this thing. No, I like him a lot. It's when he's miscast. Yes. I like him yeah. a lot we've, at we've things that about... he's good in. I mean, come on. Yeah. Matrix and, and the Wick films and all that. I'm like, yeah. and Bill and Ted. I mean, yeah. he when you cast him right, it, he's exactly I, I've great. I've said this. When people yeah. talk about him being a bad actor, I don't think he's a bad actor. I think he is misused in movies. Yes. And yeah, he doesn't have a wide range. No, but what he but doesn't have a lot when of range. he's in his pocket, he's one of the best at doing those kind of movies. Yeah, Definitely. and he's always been a compelling presence, and he's always been just a very interesting screen. And that's I face. will say I think mm -hmm. that's what kept. I think Grenier is a fine actor, but I think that kind of is what kept him from. He doesn't have that next star quality he doesn't have that Keanu. i i i never really i mean because i watched entourage so, yeah, me too. Uh, or at least maybe four seasons i mean you know 15 know. year old me thought entourage ruled um, sure you know, like, um uh, and you know that's a pretty good ensemble cast yeah. but grenier he had the same thing there he was meant to be the young pretty one at the center but really what made that show watchable was everyone around him yeah. Well, he it, was just a it, pretty nothing at the center actually, with all these the, characters. But around. he was at the center. But I felt like watching that show, Kevin Connolly really became the main That's what character. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, right. Like he was the more interesting. He was really the lead, even though Grenier mm -hmm. was the pretty one. Um, right. But he was the one who actually grounded the show. Uh, I didn't ask you guys this at the beginning, but uh, do you want to take a guess how much this movie cost? Oh, uh, now that we're about halfway through the movie here and getting into this, what do you think they spent on this thing? Oh, More recent movie, question. 2017. I do have the budget here. I'm going to go with 20 mil. 20 mil. Brandon says 20 mil. Lisman? Um, I'm going to say 12 million. 12 million. Listman, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, you're both over, so, uh, but, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> so, but, but Listman, you were closer, uh, so it's 10 million. 10 million. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And I, that and then, seems then, about then right. They, then they got these guys cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it yeah. helps I mean, when you have them work a day. And I think you, uh, uh, Cage probably only worked two or three days, probably, right? I mean, he's, yeah. he's in it more yeah. than yeah. Cusack, but he's still sporadic. You got your money's worth. Oh, I mean, I will say that. I mean, that that is why this month is not as much of a slog as some of our others. Cage delivers, man. He and he said that about. He goes now that he's out of them and he's looking back on his straight to video stuff. He's going. Mm -hmm. I took him for the money, but I never phoned it in. Yeah, no. And he never did. We've seen him in several movies now, Lisman. And even when the movies are bad, he is not. He's never phoning in. He is trying his best. Sometimes though. You just can't get past it's, the script. You just can't. Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's always the script. Every single time. It's the we, script. It's like, why is this so bad? It's always the script. I mean, yeah. there's the always... Case of this, like yeah. we said, the, the director is competent, and yeah. some of the scenes are shot nicely if you had taken off the sickly green yeah. or blue yes. filters. That the, um, the overuse of filters, because editing programs have made it so easy to just click and put a filter on everything... And uh, if you had leaned into the director, like I, let's say it's at lunch and they're mm -hmm. at the craft service truck or whatever, yeah. and you just lean over and you just go, "Hey, uh, the slow mo is cool. Yeah. How about 
limit yourself like let's, two times yeah. during the last battle. Let's it would be very effective instead of any time action happens. Yeah. Put in the slow mo. That mm. was I'm like that's I, such an sure. amateur thing. I like oh yeah. This is something I did think about. Lisman is like this is what we would have made when we were 16. All the blood and slow motion. This is the mm. kind of stuff we yes. were making yes. as, as teenagers obsessed with hong kong action and the oh we would have thought scenes. it was the coolest shit too we would have yeah. fucking <laughs> yeah, loved yeah, this movie because we everything yeah. we watched was like this i feel like when we yeah, were yeah. teenagers we loved a guy pumping a shotgun in slow motion and somebody's head exploding and like it was all like yeah i will say that uh when, when cage kills his brother yeah and i won't you guys will have to walk me through what exactly <laughs> he did because mm. that was confusing to me. It looked yeah. like he just five fingers of death the guy because <laughs> mm -hmm. he had no weapon. It looked yeah. like, did he just reach into the man's chest because of the amount of blood? I think he just beat him to death. Isn't that the arsenal, implication? right? Yeah. But he he does his hand specifically like this. Yeah. And then does. brings it down and then brings it up and it's still in that form. I'm like, uh, well, he clenches drive his when it's fingers? going down uh, is what he does. Well, so I, he, I'll say this, raises though. up like that, for dramatic effect that but, amount yeah. of blood would not be associated nope. with a beating death oh, oh absolutely the, the, the but blood i will say in this movie there's so much blood in this movie yeah I, I will say that if if that had been the only slow-mo segment it would have been kind of worth it because he did frame a few of those shots yeah. were really no i that awesome. point I, like the framing was... of it was awesome and then the like the close-up of the of nicholas's necklace is like rosary beads or whatever while they're flipping and but of course, you're also seeing how much of a wig it is. Like, yeah, the, the wig is like barely well, hanging on. The other thing, when you, when you, the other thing is when you're shooting that fast and you're increasing the frame rate, details also become much clearer. So oh man, like, yeah. every globule of yeah. fake blood that's like right yeah. in the close-up, uh, you're like, good god. But that's, I mean, it's so but that's where you deep. get the details of how fake this hair is as well. Yes, and like, that nose. I, I do, I do think the, the blood nose. sprays and stuff in the slow motion look really good. Yeah, it looks well, really good. It was like a blood spray. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, it, oh no, yeah. the the blood spray in this was 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 really they spent the money there too. Yeah. Yeah. But it is so over the top. Now, when people's heads are being blown up, I'm like, that's like I know, yeah. but I'm sitting there going, that looks accurate yeah. to me. But things like him beating a guy to death, I'm like going, Jesus, unless his brother just had just like like packets of blood <laughs> under his, his shirt or something, because it's an unreal well, amount it's, that's it's, coming up. It's very <sighs> much fountain. It's hard to watch any crime thing these days and not see the influence, but it's very Tarantino, right? The amount of blood yeah. is this yeah. over the top operatic level of blood. Yeah. And especially when it's in slow motion and the opera music is playing and it's yeah. all just like, uh, but like I said, I will take this over the checked out directors. You know what I mean? Like this is a guy who's yeah. trying, you can feel he's going, this is going to be cool. Um, Compared to the stuff you guys are normally watching for this yeah. podcast, I thought, this would have been, I know that, you're sitting there going, oh, yeah. oh my God. I was, Somebody involved in the production thought it was cool. Yeah. At least yeah. we can say I that. Like I said, yes. I, I, I am happy to keep watching Stephen C. Miller movies because both this and Line of Duty do, they're not good because the scripts no. in particular are bad, but he does seem to be trying to make movies of some quality. He does seem to be going with the limited budget and this weak script, but always a good cast. He had Aaron Eckhart in Line of Duty. 
Oh um, no, I looked at his movies. He always gets a name or two, yeah. and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know how. He just um, needs to focus on getting a better script. Well, yeah, yeah, he needs better really, writers. Yeah, he because yeah. he he's not a writer, but uh, yeah. you know, yeah. So oh got... no, he did. Uh, I I think I didn't he write and direct the one before. Oh, maybe maybe Marauders? he wrote and directed Marauders. Marauders. Yeah, uh, I think I read that in the trivia. He might have. Uh, I I don't I don't know. He did not write this or. Line no, he did not. Uh, this was by the creator of One Dollar, your favorite show, I think. I think did that's you, right. You no, bought the yeah. box set. I yeah. yes, of course, I bought the box set of that streaming show. One Dollar. Yeah. Uh, okay, back to the, so obviously the cocaine gets stolen, which then becomes where that's where he goes. You right. bu- you spent the money. I gave you on cocaine, and he goes, yeah, and it doesn't even matter now because I'm the fuck up, and the cocaine's gone, man. I mean, I'm turning him into Cage, cause that, but it mm-hmm. is like, the cocaine's gone, man. It's all gone. Oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, they do some action-y things. I mean, obviously, like, he, uh, the brother goes, he's like, I recognized your car. Like, he goes after the yeah. guys who stole the coke. He, I, 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 I wrote down, mm-hmm. I just described the scene as a toilet interrogation. <laughs> yeah, the guy's head I, in the toilet. man. I'm sorry. After, I mean, after Big Lebowski, there should never be another POV of a face in a toilet. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. bother. Yeah. I mean, you could just show and and you hear someone blah 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 blah, blah yeah. and then pull them up. But when you do the POV shot, I'm like, no, I'm expecting him to go like, uh, so where's the money, Lebowski? Uh, it might be down there. I just need a better look. You know, I'm just <laughs> waiting for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but also he beats that guy with an aluminum baseball bat so hard and so frequently and in this case restraint from the director that guy would have had mountains yes. of blood yes. ga- and and broken bones instead they just show him cowering on the floor i'm like not the way that monster is hitting you with an aluminum yeah. baseball bat yeah. yeah but anyway we, so he doesn't we, get the money back himself and now no. adrian grenier is like oh god oh, the money's gone and then he goes to see Cage. Uh, uh, Shaq does, and yeah. I, I don't know. Cage didn't give him the. Did Cage give him the drugs? Cage just goes. No. I think you owe me money. I got the impression it was something that happened in the past. Yeah, but it's weird that this isn't ago. directly connected to this. So now it's just going like, well, because he's going. If you need money and I need money, have I got a plan for us? Yeah. Boy, this so <laughs> there's a theme with these Nicolas Cage movies where the villains of the movies are doing an incredible amount of violence for truly a like a pittance uh, yeah. of, of well, what money. is it here? It's like three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Three hundred. And then he <laughs> and then he haggles himself down to two hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. Which, which I thought I thought was yeah. hilarious. All right. And it, it does it say like uh, I. I uh, someone in one of the reviews <laughs> that just bugged them so much. It's in one of the IMDb reviews. Is like going, that was pointless. Why does he talk himself down? It's like, <laughs> he, it's like why lessen the stakes? Yeah, that's just not something a writer would do, or just in real life. That, yeah, maybe in real life, criminals that were desperate would go, look, okay, yeah, two hundred thousand. Can you put that yeah. together? You've got forty-eight hours. But it does seem like Cage has all the power in the scene. So why, why? Well, what is it, it is interesting. The yeah. idea that the brother. Um, Eddie King comes to town to essentially kill 
his own brother because of this weird thing yeah, like because the, how dare the, you the kidnap mob, a guy well the mob is not happy about that it's a bad yeah. look for them to be doing essentially what they see as a petty crime that could draw needless attention which they're not yeah. wrong <laughs> yeah not wrong but it is sort of like the extreme thing of uh well you fucked up so i'm gonna kill you brother yeah like, well, and that's another thing too. It's a big jump, to, and I we don't know what their relationship is all, but it is like I'm gonna go murder my brother. That's kind of a big deal. It's it's uh you know it's the whole dilemma of the end of Godfather Part Two, actually. Oh yeah, it's a big oh. deal that he has to kill Fredo. Oh, Fredo! Spoilers mm. for that movie from almost fifty years ago now. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Hmm? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Uh, why weren't the brothers working together from the beginning? I guess. Well, no, they're like, at, why was the relationship not like established earlier on in the oh, film? Yeah, oh, yeah, or or just mentioned. I mean, they do say that that they, you know, that the mob here. It's like Eddie King. He's real mob. He's got connections in New Orleans and New York, and yeah. and so the brother is out of New Orleans because he right. mentioned the Big Easy. So it makes sense. Yeah. But you might want to drop a mention of him before he literally shows up within a minute outside mm -hmm. the place going, hey, let's talk. And you're like, oh, I guess the brother's a character. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, it's it's so weird. The brother just shows up in the middle of this movie. By the way, Christopher Coppola, not only Nicolas Cage's real-life brother, but the director of the aforementioned Deadfall. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yes. Oh, that, director, I thought he just wrote it. No, no, he wrote and directed Deadfall. Uh, because they do, they did talk. About, <laughs> I remember him talking about that Cage came in with that hairpiece and mustache and the sunglasses, and he was like, "I don't know about this." And Cage was like, "It's gonna be great, bro." <laughs> yeah, and then they just said, "Whatever you want, yeah, Nick." Yeah. Well, because I do think a lot of his brothers, that movie getting made was, "I can get my brother to be in it, who's a big star." Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it is like, uh, so I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Um, <laughs> which apparently the aforementioned uh, Cone Brothers with Big Lebowski, that was kind of the chafing on the set of Raising Arizona, from what I gather, was he goes, uh, oh, this is great, but what if I sprinkle in some of my own dialogue? You know, and they were like, no, no. No. And so he's we're kind of known for our dialogue. So, so I, I will say that whatever like, uh, balance was struck, yeah, uh, it's still golden. He said. So he said. Yeah. He said it's a great movie, but I was very limited on it. I felt very, you know, reined in. Uh, well, then write your own movie, yeah. Nick. Yeah. Ooh, snap! Yeah, <laughs> Lisman's coming hard at. Ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> Write your own goddamn movie. <laughs> Pull a Ben Affleck, okay? Yeah. You piece of shit. I don't think fucking Cage, meat puppet. Cage has never written anything. I think he just sort of adds in stuff. Yeah. But all yeah. The, but like that improves movies like The Rock or Con Air, which I think are kind of stock screenplays that he can then add some personality to. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I, I think he 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 has a brain that will. I mean, maybe it, it needs to be reined in a little bit, but yeah, he will create interesting characters. Well, we we did uh, uh, we did Vampire's Kiss over on the Monsters oh podcast on that performance. Classic. Talk about choices that are being made <laughs> that will be talked about for the rest of time. That I uh -huh. mean that that in some ways that I'm, this is verging into Vampire's Kiss territory. This movie, um, yeah. well, 
Sort of, but it's by contrast yeah. of what he's up against. This yeah. is not a mm-hmm. world that you think Eddie King walks through because it's such a boring world. <laughs> you're like, Eddie King is the most unique human being. It's true. And that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I could have used uh, <laughs> more of that kind of uh, eccentricity in the rest of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Give the whole movie that'd be kind great. Of life. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, do some character work for the other characters. Because I think a movie. So that, it's interesting because it's also a southern noir. A movie where I think it does work and with Cage is Bad Lieutenant Port of Call, New Orleans, where he yeah. is this eccentric figure walking through an eccentric world, though. Too. Yes. yes. The world yeah. around yes. him fits his performance. Yeah. Uh, yes. Because yes. I don't know. That's made by one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, Werner Herzog. That that may have something to do with it. Uh, I thought it was weird at the end, though, when he gets eaten by the bear. I did. That was the part I didn't. But you uh, don't see it. You just see Werner Herzog react to it and go, Werner Herzog, this earphones on it going, this is terrible. No one should ever hear this. Yeah. That's my favorite part of Grizzly Man, because it's also, but I am so broken and jaded, it will not affect me. Yeah, this is awful. And I'm I'm sorry I listened to it. Only Werner Herzog can handle this. Um... Uh, I am taking this upon myself for you. I am like Christ. (laughs) (laughs) So they call Adrian Grenier and they say, we've got your brother. And if you don't give us the money and by the way, three days, that's not much of a ticking clock for a movie. Um, uh, as far three days to get well, 300, if you're talking about three hundred. No, I, I I understand, but it just feels like in terms of like the tension of a film. You know, I think mm-hmm. of twenty four hours or something like that. But instead, it's like you have a you got a week and a half to get us the money. No, it's like uh uh to get three hundred fifty thousand dollars, or we're gonna kill your brother. And almost immediately, he goes to his business partner, and goes, "All right, liquidate everything, destroy the business, uh, undo us." This financially. is a weird subplot that yeah. they kept going back to. Very weird subplot, but also I just like that it's just like, let's not look into the. I'm just go, yeah, uh, ruin my entire life and my family's fortune and everything, uh, because I gotta get, I gotta get my brother back. And even yeah, Cusack it, is going, this might be Mikey f- doing this though, like right, like. Uh, well, I like that when he gets the the phone call. That's the uh, you know the voice modulated phone call saying we have your brother, yeah. we want this money. I like that the first thing <laughs> Adrian Grenet goes, he goes. Mikey? Yeah. <laughs> he does. He like does. his immediate thought is my brother is scamming me. He is immediate yeah. thought. I so and badly... then they try to keep that as like a plot. Yeah. They, they try to keep that as like a doubt. A thread. Yeah. Like yeah, he's yeah. been working uh because Cusack does say is like, man, haven't you thought that this is probably Eddie King and yeah. Mikey trying yeah. to, to scam you? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and, and he's I- like I can't take that chance. Yeah. I have to sell everything I own, empty out the business. I have to uh, sell my daughter to human traffickers what? so I can get my brother back. What does his business partner do at the end of the movie? Does he actually injure himself for I insurance money or does he fake it? What happened? <laughs> it just, we, that we cut back to the ne- so It's hard. the next day and he's in a neck brace going, I got your money. <laughs> it's so weird because the whole thing is that his okay i mean as a plot sure a plot device where he comes in saying do you have the money he goes well here's the thing um you wouldn't have found out but i invested in a property on your behalf with your yeah. money which is why i can't liquidate right now um uh, but it was going to pay off really well oops sorry yeah and he's like do what you have to do so what he had to do 
involved a neck brace? <laughs> but was also, it something where he basically went to whoever he it, the property it has and then to be something like, like that, right? Because it can't be an insurance thing. That wouldn't pay out. They wouldn't pay out immediately. <laughs> right. so, so he didn't throw himself in front of a truck or anything. So that would right. I guess he scene. got beat up by the people who I think the that's property what property owners. I was so baffled though, because and the movie does <laughs> nothing to indicate what it is. It no, does not care. It, it does not. No, but it's supposed to be something quasi noble. Because Adrian Grenet is like going, "You did what you had to do, man. Thanks." Yeah. Like we're I'll, square, I'll, and you're like, "What did you do?" We're not, the, not fall square. off a ladder yeah. and got instantly like three hundred thousand dollars. You're welcome, Vinny Chase. I uh, <laughs> I'll never I be really... able to turn my head again, but uh, I got you your money. Uh, good luck on that Aquaman movie. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi to Jim Cameron for me. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's so dumb. So yeah. So Meanwhile, I'm waiting for anybody, even this side character, to have a Mississippi accent. Nope. <laughs> no. Because well, well, how about the character who could have here when Cusack goes, "Hey, I know a guy who will tell us is this is legitimate. This guy's been undercover for years." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I love. This is such a movie idea that anyone would be undercover for quote years. That is not well, a thing. No, it has happened. But you hear about people in... embedded with like the Hell's Angels and stuff. But that's and like that's like federal investigations and it yes. happened like once to donnie brasco like you but know, i like, also love the whole thing that when they meet this guy he, he's apparently just been undercover with like local criminals yeah so he looks like a biker dude yeah but i love when they meet this guy he is like well here's the thing yeah <laughs> like he has no yeah. rough edge and i, I appreciate maybe he's such a really good actor when he's with the 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 scum of the earth yeah but when he meets with cusack he's like going this does seem to be legitimate. You know what? <laughs> yeah, like like he's he's just gonna he's gonna start by going like, uh, yeah, that's right, fellas, we're gonna go down and burn the whole place down. And then Cusack says, but like, Cusack then slides him. So he goes, this will take the edge off. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, well, at oh two hundred hours, I observed some yeah. suspects uh, entering a you know. Like, by the way, thank you for the drugs. I do need a bump. Um, and it's being undercover is very tough. This is uh, uh, uh listen, we watched Stone Cold just the other week. Talk about undercover bikers. Uh, we watched a whole movie about it the other week. So uh, yes, and that was bikers. a it was an incredibly realistic portrayal. I gotta uh, say, as far as I understand, Stone yeah. Cold is still one of my absolute favorite movies we've watched on this show. I it's up there. It's, love it's up there. Stone Cold. It is. I hate so to see you guys fight. Just, just oh agree to disagree God, and move movie, on. That movie <laughs> is so much fun. Talk about uh, uh, an actor in the villain role making that movie work. Lance, uh, Lance Hendrickson in that. Oh, Oh, he's so another good. person who because he made up all of his dialogue for that movie. He did. Uh, he actually they did say he actually yeah. improvised all wow. of his dialogue in that movie. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's pretty close to that for Cage in this thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, it feels uh, like, yeah. this guy offers basically no help, though. So what does it matter? Um, yeah. I forgot the scene happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, uh, and then another scene where they go to Mikey's house and this junkie guy breaks in and they like throw him to the ground. Cusack's got a gun on him, but this guy doesn't have much information. The detective work in this movie is really unimportant to the plot. Like, yeah, that guy didn't know anything, if I'm not mistaken. No, so he I, was I, just a random junkie. Because my note is just, what was the point of that scene? 
Yeah, really. It, it was more about um, trying to get the the package of drugs back, I think. Yeah. Bec- or they're talking about, it's like, well, uh, the guy he said that took the drugs that probably handed him over to Eddie King or, or whatever, they're, they're trying to piece together how he ended up with Eddie's. And they're like, uh, it's this guy called, uh, um, uh, what was his name? Rusty. He's oh, a yeah, redhead yeah, Rusty, guy, Rusty. Rusty mm-hmm. yeah. And he goes, uh, oh, yeah, I know that ginger fuck. Yeah. It's the only time Cusack has a gun in the movie, so I don't know. That's you know. No, well, when they go into the uh, house, he has a gun. That's this scene. Oh, well, it's after they talk to this guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That... Then they break into the house, and then... yeah, it's the... but they don't really learn anything. There. The only information they get no. is, well, the mob wouldn't sign off on something this stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that is planting that seed. It's yeah. like. Boy, that seems like a really risky, stupid thing for the organized crime. Now, if it was a bunch of meth heads, sure. But no, but, well, no. I do love the scene where Grenier goes and questions uh, Jonathan Sheck's ex-wife. And she goes, I don't know. That asshole probably isn't on this. Anyway, I can't find my daughter since she went out the other night with those meth head friends of hers. Yeah, which <laughs> is just cue Adrian Grenier. I'm going to get my niece back. Well, so here's, when you talk about the structure of this movie, they go... Uh, no mobster would would uh, get on board with this kidnapping plan. In fact, they would think it's stupid. Mm-hmm. The next scene, yes. hey, my daughter's missing. The next scene, Cage's brother shows up to kill him for that. And then the scene after that is Grenier rescuing his niece. So it's two setup scenes and then the two payoff scenes immediately following it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is construction 101. Yeah, because let's yes. talk about uh, uh, Cage's brother shows up, played by his real-life brother, Christopher Coppola. Uh, mm-hmm. and he takes him, this might, I think this is my favorite scene in the movie though, because he <laughs> takes him to this, he takes him into this plastic room and Cage sees it and immediately Cage is like, Oh no, 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 come on, man. Like, uh, <laughs> uh again, Cage is the reason to watch any of this yeah. shit. And I do like this cause it is, it is a little, yeah. it's very much Miller's crossing kind of yeah. thing. Cause he walks, he's Looking like, going, heart. what's the name of his brother? What's his like, uh, buddy, but he's like, buddy buddy really yeah really buddy it's gonna be this you're gonna kill me now and he's like turn around he's like oh well you gotta fuck me first yeah yeah he's just doing kind of the i'm crying uh buddy why meanwhile what buddy does not know is that cage has got one of his henchmen outside who kills the guy watching the door and then bursts into the room here to save cage and this yeah. is the cornrow man, is that? Yes, am, am this I is cornrow man yes. who's the oddly sympathetic henchman <laughs> guy, <laughs> which leads to nothing. There, no. I know. Again, you would have thought that maybe because he and Mikey apparently know each other pretty damn well, well and you're like a little setup for the, that would have been nice well, because because he there's do. a deep regret when he has to beat on Mikey and well, and then even, when Mikey stabs him, it's like I'm so sorry, dude. Well, there's also <laughs> the scene where he's talking to him and he goes. Man, you gotta let me go, all right? Eddie's gone insane, all right? This is he's not thinking rationally, and I thought that's gonna he's gonna convince him, and that's how he's gonna get out. Is this guy? No, no. That would be that would make sense structurally. No, he, he found a, a screw, and he's been using the screw behind yeah. his back the whole time to cut through his ropes. Yeah, and then yeah, we get the slow motion, and then he escapes and looks like Wolverine coming out of that thing, <laughs> and then that scene ends up. He just gets, he stabs the other guy and then gets knocked out and gets tied back up. Gets you're put like, back in the exact the, same location. Yeah, like, hey, that was a Yet another <laughs> pointless scene. There's about pointless six or seven scene. 
totally <laughs> pointless scenes in this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, actually, the plot of the movie is pretty boring. Like it is just yeah. They mm-hmm. take Jonathan Sheck and ransom him to Adrian Grenier, and that's and then Grenier's trying to get the money, and Sheck is trying to escape, and that's basically the plot. And then yeah. after the escape attempt and like we got to get the money from the dude at that point it's like um uh, then you have Eddie King going we got to up the stakes a little. Yeah. And that just leads to the niece getting abducted as well. And mm-hmm. oh, wouldn't you know it Lisman, it's not an action shot movie without at least the implied threat of rape. Uh Yeah, they don't they don't show anything thank no, no, god once or again, they implied threat but he's going like I wouldn't do anything with her. You know, she's very pretty. But she's too young. He's like, well, then again, maybe she's just the right age. Well, I, I like, I mean, this this movie's making some <laughs> some great judgments on people because, again, um, even Adrian Grenet's, uh perfect wife uh, hates the brother's family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they come over for dinner, like, God damn it. And it is, it is Mikey going, you fucking whore. And, <laughs> and it's your daughter is like, her grades. And she, da, da, da. She's not wrong. It's not just like, well, they're poor. They are awful. They are trash people. And <laughs> then, and then <laughs> what not, Cage I, is saying. Yeah. And what Eddie King says about the niece is he goes, not only the young, but he goes, uh, oh. he goes, he goes, pretty girl. I mean, not not my kind. He's like, kind of trashy. Yeah. They're kind of kind of a whorish, trashy yeah. piece. And, you know, she's also young. Not too young, though. We could yeah. probably get some use out of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, like we're going oh, to throw okay. her. We're going to turn her out, man. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> and this is, by the way, the... Uh, the 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 big conversation scene in the seafood restaurant <laughs> it's not clear uh no i think it's a rib joint or it's, some, uh, I think it's, it's something like a, like a barbecue place by the way just just as a note for uh uh cage has got 30 years on his current wife oh 30 years uh, older uh, so talk but about- you know she'll catch up I just, no, I mean, no judgment really, except for I. I think we've talked about this before. I just can't fathom the idea of being in a relationship with an age gap that huge. An I, age gap I, uh, almost equivalent to our ages, John. Is, yeah. is that what you're saying? Like a full-grown adult human being, yeah, like lifetimes worth of age difference. I just, I just I, feel like. I, uh, in my, uh, when I was about 40, I worked at a store and had a pretty big crush on and fairly reciprocal with, with, a a young woman who was uh, 19 years younger than I, mm. and we did not date. And the whole reason was I was sitting there going, I can't, Yeah. even though there's this kind of connection and we both vibe on each other. I'm like going, that's just too much. Yeah. yeah. And I think 10 years on either side, it's not about whether the connection's real. Right. It's just your frames of reference that's, are so big. Mm-hmm. Totally yeah, exactly. Off. That's what exactly. will you talk about? Yeah. Have you ever seen what that? What did no. Soon Yi no. and Woody, what did Soon Yi and Woody talk about? Well, 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 don't say what did they? They're still together. I know, but I mean, he's going to be like going, it, it reminds me of the old, uh, the Harold Lloyd comedies. And she's like going, I have no idea what you're talking about. 
But that I, oh, I'm sure she does because I'm sure he's making her watch Blu-rays of uh. You, you, you <laughs> see, the thing about the Marx Brothers is they they were very clever with the wordplay. She was um, brought up watching like Disney's Gummy Bears and stuff like that. I yeah. mean, she's of that generation, like a she's, tailspin she's when it a first very started. Sophisticated girl. Um, <laughs> but as we know, he always kind of liked that idea, right? Obviously, is the, oh, oh, yes. it's, it's all over his mm. movies. Is the idea? Of oh, sort of it's being all the, over the boyfriend slash mentor. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I will teach you all the things that will make you worth talking to. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see here. So, oh, <laughs> when he gets on the phone with Grenier and he goes. And then when this is over, we can go to the arcade and play some video games. And then we get this oh. whole, like, Batman-y detect... What did he mean by that? How could that... Yeah, he never is... gave me any money for yeah, arcade. Yeah, JP asks Eddie with the distorted voice. Yeah. Uh, well, although it's um, clearly like, I want to talk to my brother. Yeah. I need proof of life. Yeah. They already sent him the, the Polaroids to show him all beat up. Yeah. But he's like, I need to talk to him, make sure he's still alive. So give him the phone. And, and Eddie goes, you tell him anything. Yeah. You, it's like, you try to give him some sort of clue or whatever, or tell him not to come. You're dead and yeah. your family's dead. Yeah. So they give him the phone and he just goes, I'm all right, man. Don't worry about me. Uh, just do what he asks, give him the money. Uh, and when we get out of here, we'll go play some video games. And that's supposed to be the big clue yeah. for Adrian Grenade, for JP. And then JP, as you're saying, he's like going, what did he mean by that? And Cusack's going, what did he mean by that? He yeah. goes, well, after school, we yeah. used to play video games at the arcade. And the one time that he gave me quarters to go play by myself was him trying to protect me from something bad. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's telling me, that this is going to go badly for me, that I will be shot if I go there, yeah. and that he'll kill me even if I bring the money. I'm like, yeah. these are big jumps all the way. Like, the 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 thing I was saying is like, isn't he just trying to tell you where he is? Yeah. In the place that... <laughs> that would that make Eddie, a lot of sense. Eddie King one always of my, does his business. One of my favorite lines uh -huh. in the movie, though, is after he says, we're going to play some video games, Cage hangs up the phone, he goes, video games... What a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Eddie okay. King. <laughs> yeah. Great guy. Um, a couple of it things. So one, love this uh, uh, Black Dynamite sort of uh, uh, yes. uncovering the, the clues. Or scene. Batman 66 uh, going like, huh, video games meaning this. Or yeah, or that, yeah right? Adam West like, Batman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very much in that. The, in the, that, the uh, like huge jumps in logic to, to make right, discoveries. Right, right, exactly. So my question is, so we've got the arcade and we've got them playing baseball together. Yeah. These two mm -hmm. things to represent them, their childhood together. Yes. Why not just have it be one thing? Why not, yes. like, instead yeah. of both baseball yeah. and the arcade, just make it one thing that unifies them together. They're so different in so many ways, yeah. but they have this one thing that they share, that they love doing together. Well, it seems know? like the baseball is more important than the video games until now because we see them play baseball, we see them go to baseball, the movie will end with them playing baseball, but then also it, there's this video game stuff too. It could have it could have been as simple as they've never been to an arcade, and so him saying, we're going to go to the arcade again, it's like, we never went to the arcade. Like that must that be where he is. Off. They could have made this so much simpler. Yeah, they they're I'd... keeping him at the old abandoned arcade. Right. 
Done. No, no, no. Yeah, no, that, none, none of that. that. None of that will matter at no, all. No, it just means that. And also, what kind of clue is that anyway? Anyone with half a brain would be thinking these kinds of hostage negotiations usually is like money's delivered. Yeah, well, you're in danger as well, and you will probably be offed. Uh, you're not going to get your brother back. He's either already going to be dead or you'll both be killed together. Mm-hmm. That's really not much of a clue. No, it yeah. would be just like common sense. So thanks, yes. bro. Thanks, yeah. bro. Also, uh, you want to talk about a pointless scene? What about when Grenier finds the ex-wife OD'd on pills? Oh God! That, that right. comes, and that then comes to nothing. no hospital. No runs nope. right her, back to take his you to house. your house and stuff your fingers down her throat so she throws up. Get a bucket, honey. We're what? gonna take care of our uh, well, sister. Also, if he was gonna do that, why did he drive her to his house before making her vomit? I know. Well, because he wanted his wife time. to do all the work. Yeah, you know? there's that, and you know, they're such trash people. They didn't have a bucket at the at that house. <laughs> God damn. Well, they had a bucket, but it was JP's also like the going, toilet. We've got a bucket. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take her home. Yeah. Here, honey, can you take care of my half-dead sister-in-law? Jesus, <laughs> right. Take care of my half-dead sister-in-law. I gotta, I'm going to go uh, rescue well, uh, he my then, brother he and says, my He niece. says, keep, get I'm going to go commit a multiple well, homicide. He go, he goes, Don't even worry about he it. He goes, get a bucket, because apparently this is the final straw, too. Like, they seem to connect. She's OD'd. On, and he's like, that's it. Somebody needs to take care of Eddie King. And I also want ahead. to emphasize that he has not rescued the niece. You don't actually see the niece ever That's get rescued. That's true. No. That uh, is no. true. No. So the, no, she is don't. taken, and then they kill everybody involved and without guess, finding out where she is. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's seems... right. Yeah, that guess. thread is actually never picked up, but we yeah. see her well, at the barbecue. We do so see we her know. at the barbecue. Yeah. And she's going to start working on her grades and not hang around with meth heads anymore. Yeah. Yeah. JP saves everybody. Saves everyone. He, yeah. He, yeah. Exactly. He, he kills the bad people, yeah. and now Biloxi, Mississippi, is a is it's, an it's idol. Free of it's, crime. It's a it's a utopia. It's an oasis. Well, because I know, like yeah. the uh, Cusack's like, oh, you can't just go in there. He's heavily protected. You're going to get killed. And Grenier's like, ah, I love my brother. I got to do this. And Cusack's <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah. You want to come with? I can't. I actually thought, <laughs> you, you know what would have been if Cusack was actually in this movie and it mattered anyway, have Cusack rescue the niece while he fight, while Grenier and the brother fight. Or, or it becomes, you know, the pair of them go in, and yeah. then it's the three of them. But, of course, you would you would need to make Eddie's group. I, I do like, okay, it's Well, not, by the way, Eddie's so well protected. I think he's got two or three guys, Well, that, that, right. I yeah. actually appreciated that, if nothing else, they were being realistic. You could say cheap as well. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, essentially, Cusack does say, he's like, are you prepared to go in there? And deal with three or four guys. Yeah, and and so Cusack's character sets us up. Well, he's for, putting the it's weight. It's not going to be a huge fight. He's just it's putting the weight on. Guys. You're gonna kill people, though. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's like, Killing yeah. anyone okay is doing tough. That. Yeah, right. Exactly. And and he is. Why? Why would there be a problem with it? His oh, brother's in danger. He turns yeah. into a fucking killing machine when he comes in there. <laughs> that thing where he shoots the guy in the head and then like flips the shotgun around you're like where the f- you can't just do that i couldn't shoot, just do that when he John, shoots the you guy obviously didn't grow up in the south <laughs> Brandon, very different that, uh, we should yeah. practice that all the time <laughs> i mean like i said okay he grew up in the south 
I could maybe go, he knows how to use a gun. But for some reason, right. this guy's got to like... Just shoot, drop down, cut someone's Achilles tendon. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, he's turn he turns into John Wick, like out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah uh, it's this, this did feel a little John Wick-esque to me, obviously. Sure. Uh, and yeah. like I said, basically, anything, any action we made after that movie, you can't not see the influence of John Wick. It's such a complete... We talked about this. Every couple... Every decade or so... Keanu Reeves needs to make a movie that redefines action movies, and then everyone right. will rip it off. It happened with Speed. It happened with The Matrix. Now it's happening with John Wick. It's just like, whatever Keanu's up to, everybody's going to rip that off. Yeah. I just find that funny. He's always setting the tone. What's Keanu got out? We could do that. God, uh, it's going to be sad when he retires from action movies, you know? I like, think it, uh, it it did backfire a little with uh, The Lake House. Um <laughs> We we had that oh. big run of <laughs> action films where people were uh, we're, we're living we're sending letters apart. through we're time sending letters through time that, movie, <laughs> that got to be such a way, such a sticking movie, point I I saw that movie that movie is so weird that is a very weird movie like not sure. just that I mean like it's a cute idea right for like oh they're sending each other letters through but it's like then it's like he's gonna die and she has to save him. Oh, it's very weird. And then they, it's yeah. a very weird movie. And yet you have the 4K. It's right behind you. I see it Well, right I just have the Keanu collection, obviously. <laughs> it's uh, directed by David Lynch, right? Am I, am I oh, I, I would love uh, The Lake House by David Lynch. David I would Lynch love is... a romantic, like, go ahead and do a full romantic film, David Lynch, yeah. I'm sure. And actually, I feel I like, mean, you yeah. could say Mulholland Drive was. Well. But I just... <laughs> Uh, Embrace the genre, David. Actually, Let's see what you do. You know, I actually feel like Keanu would be good in a David Lynch movie. I think, I think he would. Sure. Because I mean, similar, almost similar to a comic Lachlan, There's that sort of, you know, ethereal, almost alien quality to him mm. that I think, mm. I think Lynch could do something with. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I love, we we just keep going away from this movie because what is there really? To, let's talk about this final shootout, which Lisman does have. One of my favorite things ever in one of these movies, which is the slow yeah. motion shot of the pellets of a shotgun going into a guy's balls. A guy's ball as he's like like in yeah. the air. He's in the air he's and he's being... got his legs spread out and you just follow the blast of the shotgun as the pellets hit him right in the crotch. The slow-mo yeah. of a guy, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, falling backward legs spread and then cg'd uh buckshot yeah buckshot, going yeah. right for his i'm, <laughs> I'm I, sitting there going uh i haven't seen that before it's new <laughs> and i mean can can that not i mean how is that not kill of the movie by the way I, that's what i wrote I mean, down I, for kill just, of the movie there's yeah. no doubt in my mind but what i love the about head it exploding is, was pretty good the head too, exploding but... was pretty good but just for sheer uniqueness and the other thing i love is we wouldn't have perceived it if it wasn't in slow motion. We would have thought the guy just got shot in the chest or whatever, but they put in slow right. motion to specifically these... say his balls got blown off. Yes. I think that, like I said, I think there should have just been, um, you need to pick when you're going to use your toys. Yeah. And yeah. That, where that's this grade final shootout. A, that's great A this, slow motion right, right. there. Right. You, you mm -hmm. bring in the slow-mo here yeah. because you know this is where you're going to be giving us the goods of yeah, heads yeah. blowing apart and mm -hmm. balls being shot don't um, do it in the arcade that's don't do not it in necessary. the arcade no. don't do it anywhere else the, maybe, the, maybe the, that nicholas cage beating the yeah guy i was gonna say the two scenes scene. i would have used it in 
where the the cage killing don't the do brother. it when adrian grenade kicks the door in to save his niece i was <laughs> no. saying that what is that what's the point of that that, that was they also do the one where they're beating jonathan sheck with the brass knuckles and you yeah, get, yeah yeah that's that that was the scene that really felt like us in high school listman when he gets hit and the blood pours out of his mouth in slow motion we totally like a did. full liter of blood yeah. flies out of his wow. mouth yeah like we totally did shit like that when we were 15 oh, yeah. 16 we were always putting blood in people's mouths and having them spit it out mostly you listen uh you got killed <laughs> in so many horrible ways in different movies and that we did you know we i appreciate always... that we we figured out the recipe that didn't taste completely yes. terrible yeah we used know? we used the blood recipe by the way thanks to uh bruce campbell's book about making evil yep. dead uh we used uh, the Campbell Ramey blood mixture that was in that. So, uh, yeah, and it yeah. it's, it works. It's good. They're they're right. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it, it looked good and it didn't it was, taste. It was, was caro syrup powdered coffee creamer to give it the a viscosity, a, you know, a thicker. Uh, and then it was the key was it was red food dye and a tiny bit of blue food dye. That's where people yeah. mix up because then you gotta uh, darken it a little bit. Then it doesn't look pink. Right. Yeah. yeah, it does need to be darkened. And <laughs> yeah. and uh, you can I mean you can tell when someone has done the the we, job of of trying to make it look real. <laughs> Sometimes like with the horror movies we watch, especially. Yeah. The 70s and 60s, yeah. that was actually censorship concerned. It yeah. wasn't that they didn't know what real blood I, looked like. I actually, it was I, they could not show hyper-realistic I find blood. it charming in the Hammer movies. I think it really fits that aesthetic. The like, yeah, sort of this bright blood. tomato soup looking Well, because everything blood. is so technicolor in those movies right. yeah. that the blood fits with this sort of hyper-gothic style. Um, yeah. But mm -hmm. I was going to say, I, I think in all of our houses – all of our parents were concerned that I'm pretty sure in each one of our fridges, we had a Tupperware thing full of fake blood. <laughs> I definitely did. Yeah. yeah, you did. I did. Yeah. A lot of us did. Cause we were all just like, well, whoever's house we're shooting at, we need to make sure the blood is there. So, right. Exactly. Cause we were obviously doing just insane amounts of blood and the stuff we did. Um, yeah we had we had our equivalent of that cage beatdown scene in one of our movies where we were just sure throwing we just weren't full-grown adults when we were making it. no we were like 17 <laughs> but literally we have a movie where a guy the whole thing is a guy's getting his head bashed in with a uh uh, uh the bathroom stall door and so we had uh, it that underneath we just had a guy with a bucket of blood and a whisk going yeah and just spraying <laughs> it everywhere like yeah like the guy's head was just filled with blood um yeah. why don't I'm you so guys glad. do an action shelf about your own damn movie i why well, we've talked about that i've talked about doing some kind of youtube content where we look back on some of the action movies we made that might be the way or, to do it we talked about that we talked about putting them out there but what if we actually watch them yeah that uh might be, that might be more good I'd be okay with us not releasing those um, to the public. I, I'm, I'm not as embarrassed by them as you and Gergoni are, but um, only because, yeah. as I said, the the thing that saves me is we're not still doing those. If we were still making yeah. things of that quality, I'd be concerned. But the fact that I'm like, okay, that was distinctly like 16-year-old us, and now we're doing right. better stuff. Uh, You've moved on. We've moved on, indeed, like doing this show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so we get that we get a lot a lot of shoot. They this the other thing this I mean they're really going nuts with the CGI bullets here because once mm -hmm. Sheck and uh, Cage are shooting it out, they're really showing the bullets going by. They're using the bullet time, yeah, sound yeah. effects, you know, of it like rippling through the air. It's like yeah. come on. I was Jesus also thinking Christ. because it's slow motion gunfighting, right? I'm going. 
Oh man, Cage has twice worked with John Woo before this, so this had to be yeah, like yeah. Because uh, one of my favorite lines in uh, which, by the way, I also my across the board recommendation this entire month is that people watch the unbearable weight of massive talent, the mm. the new Nicolas Cage movie where he plays himself. Uh, and I still want to see it, and it is streaming. So is streaming. now that it I have some free time, so so good. But there is a thing in it where Pedro Pascal's character says his favorite movie is Face Off, and Cage just does a little bow and goes. Woo is a maestro. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. You see stuff like this, and it does remind you of how fucking great John Woo is at doing these kind of sequences. And Mm -hmm. also, I'm thinking that particularly because I've seen Nicolas Cage diving through the air while shooting guns in John Woo movies. And you Mm -hmm. are going like... Gold-plated pistols, you know? Oh, my God. By the way, those guns make an appearance in Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I heard about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pedro Pascal's character has exact replicas of his golden guns. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Those are my golden guns. They were mine first! Uh... So, uh, yeah, that's kind of, I am kind of thinking that where Cage is doing slow motion action here. And there has to be a part of him that goes like, whatever, I've worked with Wu. Like, uh, once again, twice. Uh, people don't remember Wind Talkers that much because it is kind of forgettable. But mm. he mm. did do that. Um, so, yeah, eh, Cage gets shot here. I mean, whatever. But he makes a meal out of his death scene, that's for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. he's bleeding and blood's, once again, pouring out of his mouth. Uh, I didn't you expect a Grenier one-liner here when he's got the shotgun on him? I thought I thought for sure. I don't were, really remember. There aren't really any one-liners. one-liners in this movie. No, because yeah. the movie no, the, it's I mean, grim and gritty, right? Yeah, as you said, they're going more for. I mean, uh, they're going more for. They think they're doing a character drama noir. Yeah. Um, it's a, so this they're is a avoiding crime action movie cliche stuff like until that. now though. Until suddenly this thing turns into slow motion bullets flying. Well, all it's over a the bloodbath, yeah. but it's not quippy. They're right. not doing anything like that. Right. And actually, yeah. uh, uh, I don't know if either one of you have seen the movie Killing Them Softly with Brad Pitt. Uh, really, oh yeah, really uh, yeah. good gangster movie. Also set. Uh, that one's set in New Orleans. Um, yeah. Hmm. That has a lot of cool slow motion deaths in it, but really effectively. Uh, mm. They used a phantom camera in that, but it's really number one. They're doing they have a bigger budget, so they're also doing stuff with like <laughs> bullets cutting through raindrops and stuff as it's going through, you know, and and cracking through windshields and things mm-hmm. like that. Like lo- like much more than just having bullets fly through the air in slow motion. Uh, yeah, uh, really really good, very underrated gangster movie. I'm a huge fan of that movie. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, so. So everybody's dead here. We talk about the guy who got his head blown off. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, it just goes to, like, what is this, like, one year later? I don't even remember there being a specific I don't know if there card. was. Yeah, it seemed like it could have been the next weekend. It's <laughs> got to be, though, because uh, Sheck took a bullet in the leg. Although, in one of the fight scenes, Sheck definitely gets his arm broken, and he's fine. Did you notice this, Lisman? They do the over-the-shoulder arm break on yes. him, and then he's still swinging with that arm, and I thought, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, He is basically indestructible in this film. <laughs> I know. I'm like, he's got Wolverine powers, man. Yep. Well, don't worry, man. It, all that matters is that everyone's happy and content and enjoying mm-hmm. barbecue. This feels like the end mm-hmm. of a Fast and, you know and Furious what? movie. Uh, which how about let's toss that little ball around because er- pretty much every fast and furious movie ends with them at a family barbecue because those movies yeah. mm-hmm. are about family and i thought that's right. kind of what they're doing here except this doesn't make any sense <laughs> based on what's happened like the fast and the furious people aren't humans they do crazy action jet all the time it's just their day-to-day the, life 
the, the wife was there, right? The wife didn't die. Is that? Oh no, correct? no, the, the uh, both wives are there, and they're both yeah, both yeah, wives. The, the, no, the, I meant the ex-daughter, yeah, ex daughter yeah. and uh, and the well, there's niece. Even, there's even a thing where it's like they don't show the niece for a second, and then she comes into frame. It's like, oh, she's all right. Right, because they know that they but didn't you film think, the scene where that was resolved. But they do kind of yeah. make you think, oh no, Jonathan Sheck's not there. Maybe he died. And then they're like, why don't you go get my dad or whatever? And he's like, I'll go talk to him. And then cut to, does this baseball field like right next to their house? Is that the idea? It has Hopefully. to be nearby. Well, I will say Biloxi is not a huge city. Yeah. Mm. Um, you could have probably gone about you know a, a mile or two, and you would have been there at the baseball field. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so and yeah, they're out there tossing the ball around as mm -hmm. we go to credits, man. Ah, oh, everything's all right. Th this is the thing where you go like, well, this doesn't feel like a noir. <laughs> like this needlessly, incredibly happy ending. Like, where's the cost of crime? Where's the effects of violence? I was surprised. Well, I wasn't because he wouldn't come in. But shouldn't Cusack have been at this barbecue? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah his, you know, money. and weirdly, he's never acknowledged even by Mickey. No, like, uh, I mean, obviously, Mickey gets kidnapped. And so there's no scenes with the that's two of true. Them they never have any scenes together. It's always. But Cusack you're like, but Mickey saying, is like that. Cusack's tight with both brothers. Yes. Once everything's happy and resolved, why isn't he there enjoying some barbecue? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because, you know, you spill some of that on your cool black clothes, uh, it's going to mess up. <laughs> well, the up. answer is because, once again, you'd have to pay them more. Mm -hmm. Man, even when they're trying to do, like, casual, happy, uh, just mundane family dialogue, it's so painful. It's like, really the whole bad. thing of, like, where he grenades on, on the grill, like, who wants a burger, da 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 and the niece comes into frame, and we know she's okay. And she's like, "Oh, I'll have one." He goes, "I thought you were a vegan." Yeah, you know, well, I could throw on <laughs> some tofurkey for <laughs> you. Uh, any any attempt, <laughs> any attempt at, <laughs> at even the lightest of humor is awful in this movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. awful. So yeah. this movie, once again, this movie is awful, but still in the upper tier of movies we've watched. I feel like it's it's definitely upper upper middle. Is where I would put this, wouldn't you? And if if it were not for Nicolas Cage, this might be it would on drop, the lower yeah, end. Yeah, it would drop. Cage scene. really makes this yeah. thing worth it in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, he brings the camp, the much needed camp. I feel yeah. like we're going mean, to be saying that a lot. I feel like yeah. that's going to be the case for most of the movies we watch this month. And in a better written film, Jonathan Sheck would have also really yeah. shown. Yes. Because uh, he was really trying, and yeah. that guy's got chops. He does. And mm -hmm. Cusack. Yeah. You know, give him a part that he might be interested in, and then maybe yeah, what, he would have stuck around part? to show up for also, it. Also, we didn't talk about him. his do rag or whatever he's wearing. Oh, yeah, time. yeah, and he, even that's a black do rag. Yeah, the black do rag, yeah. and his hair is—I mean, come on—he's dying it. It's jet black. Yeah. So what's he's weird is black. That's he has the, thing, the yeah. black cap on for yeah. most the of the backwards it. black cap. Yeah. yeah. Right, but when he oh, unless he's in action because he turns right. it around whenever they go into places. Ooh, yeah. that's a good choice. But when <laughs> he's got the do rag and then the hair comes up, I couldn't tell there was a do rag for a while. I was like, yeah. what's going on with this hair? What yeah. structure? Because it seems smooth, and then it had like these fringes sticking up and i was like oh it's a black do-rag with his black hair sticking up out of yeah, this okay yeah. it took me a minute i was like 
what the fuck's going on? And the fact that all of his clothing is black made it really hard to differentiate the different pieces. That's, yeah, so like, exactly. When he has the do-rag and the hat, I was like, why does he I, have a cone hat? I've I don't seen, understand. It's just a black cone on his head. And then he did he did a couple times, he did a hoodie thing. Yeah. Yes. Where he pulled the black hoodie up yeah. to talk to when his I, undercover guy. I think I told you, Brendan, I've seen These the, were the choices he I've, made. I've, yeah. I, I've been around the man in person, John Cusack, mm -hmm. and he was dressed exactly like this. He had a black cloth jacket, black jeans and boots, and then the hat, the ball, the black ball cap, the solid black ball cap, and the black shades. And that's what yeah, he looked that's like. That's just when how I, he when dresses. I, when I saw Interesting. Him. And I was just I, like, I, he just... basically just said, um, "Yeah, I can be well, there on Thursday. I'll be there for the full day." And I will say, I we'll, don't need costuming. I'm just gonna we'll when I'm watch, on the plane. Uh, but we'll I'm watch some plane. more Cusack movies at some point on here, Listman. But looking at the posters for them, he is dressed like this in every movie he does now. Mm. Excellent. He just, Love he it. He just goes, "I'm just gonna wear what I'm wearing. You, I'll come and do your movie, but you just have to film me as a, as I am." I'm not going to do anything. Uh, it, yeah, it's, God, it's just sad. the bare minimum, like the polar opposite of, it of is Nicolas so Cage. sad to see guys yeah. like that. Cause Cusack is a really good actor. And oh, no, also, he is of course. And also yeah, a good writer. That's the other thing too, that I go, I mean, this guy wrote my two favorite movies of his are gross point blank and high fidelity. And he wrote yeah. both of those movies. Yeah, I don't understand so. why he can't write. So I don't, does he just not? Care? He could create his own content because he doesn't. Yeah, have, I don't think he wants to. He doesn't have well, a tax situation. He doesn't have. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that, that, that's. I think like that. weirdly, and, and it's not weird, but I think, I think he has reached perhaps a professional level where his preference, and it could also be middle age. His preference is probably stay close to home watch the the sports teams he likes yeah. go to go to band shows concerts he likes big on is fishbone yeah. still around i'm sure he's still going to he's fishbone i mean I, I follow him on twitter and a lot of his stuff is like listen to this track or he's yep. yelling about you know he's i mean the the one thing i can certainly back him on is he political is crazy left-wing political yeah uh and so and he's so he about wants that. to stay there and he wants to do stage yeah, because stage is also close to home. He's just going to do Steppenwolf Productions and, and, and that, direct. And there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, him and no, Tim, him and Tim Robbins. Great. You know, they they're big theater guys. When he engages yeah. with a, you can tell he's yeah. one of those where, unlike Cage, it's always kind of going to be Cage and deliver even in shit. Yeah, uh, you can tell when Cusack's engaged or yeah. not. And when he engages, it's a welcome home. When he shows I up, love seeing it. And and every but, once in a while, in between these things, he'll be in like a Spike Lee movie or a David Cronenberg right. movie. And you're like, and oh you're shit, like, yeah. he's really good. Or, uh, I mean, I fucking adore Love and Mercy, which he did somewhat recently. Uh, the movie mm -hmm. where he plays Brian Wilson. I thought he was just incredible in that. I still haven't seen it. It's really good. It's my, it's my favorite of the musical biopics because it's really avoids a lot of the pitfalls of those and it just isolates two time periods and cuts between those as opposed mm -hmm. to a cradle to grave kind of you know thing and it, it avoids a lot of the pitfalls. and brian wilson is such a fascinating guy uh yeah but it does have a scene where he goes oh yeah these uh, i like it these are kind of good vibrations Hey. No, it it, it 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 that's the thing. It avoids stuff like that because it, it's much more of a of a portrait of his mental state than it is about like uh, 
uh and and about how shitty what a piece of shit his father was of course um yeah yeah that they one of those stage dads you boys are gonna make me money and paul giamatti as his crazy therapist who took over his life is just oh my god i mean giamatti talk about a guy who makes anything better oh i love giamatti he i do too and um I I know that weirdly things go in cycles. I hope another phase comes back where he's almost ubiquitous. Yeah. Because for a while, obviously early two thousands, that guy he was in was in everything I liked, and, and I, I was mm-hmm. like, God damn! I and now it, if I see him anywhere, I'm like, oh. And I don't watch billions. No, because that's that. that's what takes up his time, right? He's done yeah, like TV. six seasons of billions. Uh, and that's a good cast. It's just oh, that bi- I've never been interested to watch. Billions, Billions <laughs> is one of those shows that is eternally on my list of stuff to watch. Oh, I got to sure. watch that at some point. But now the more they make of it to I'm like, oh, they're going to like season seven. Oh, that's a lot to watch. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing with those two. Or I'll end up watching it like five years after it ends and being like, yeah. guys, did you see Billions? They're like, yeah, that was 10 years ago we were into that. And I'm like, well, it's really <laughs> good. Uh <laughs> well, you know, I've been playing catch up with the uh, Evil, even though that's only three oh, years old or oh, three years old. Do love Evil based on your recommendation, and yeah. I'm enjoying it greatly. It's real. Lisbon, mm. you'd like Evil. You're a big X Files fan. It's it's I am. Yeah, it's sim- it's got some similarities, is what I would say. It's sure. Some- it, it's yeah. uh, the thing that impresses me. Oh, we're way off topic, yeah. but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, uh, but no, it has a, it has a its own very distinct feel. It's yeah. it's really on, it walks a weird comedic on, line too that I was not expecting. Which the X Files like, did too, but this is a different thing. Mm-hmm. But on paper, the pitch for it and how I initially sure. came to it was it's religious X Files. It's a priest and a psychologist investigating demonic possessions, claims of miracles, things like that. The way right. you do, yeah. The yeah. way you do. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. Really good show. Uh, anyway, it's like what if Supernatural was you know good? Was good, kind, kind of, of yeah. Yeah. And in, sorry, and, uh, yeah. Supernatural. I, I gave three episodes and then gave up on. And That's about. I, what it, I and then every now and then yeah. someone has to remind me it lasted almost as long as the Waltons or Gunsmoke, yeah. and I'm like, fifteen what the seasons fuck? they made of it. It's okay. It's totally okay. Supernatural is my. It's idea. fine. Yeah, yeah. but it, but like once a... you because yeah, Maggie uh, was watching through the X Files and he's like, if I saw this first, I would have never watched Supernatural. Like that, it's not yeah. even. Yeah, There's... yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> think yeah. it has a lot to do with your entry point. Yeah. So yeah. if you were a supernatural kid, yeah. you mm-hmm. think that's the best it got. It's... And then you see something much better and you're like, oh. My oh. sister, it's like her all-time favorite show, Supernatural. But she was well, I mean, in yeah. high school when it started and has since become an X-Files fan, but loves, And loves, it loves has it. hunky guys. Oh, sure. It sure. does. I mean, that um, huge, a huge contingent of that fan base is young girls. And I am strictly anti-hunky guys. So oh, yeah. that's why I'm just not the target audience. That's why we don't like Grenier in this. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, no one-liners, as we said. Kill of the movie is a given. It's a shotgun blast of the balls. Are you kidding me? Exactly. Why, why, no would, one... why would we even debate? Although, as we said, across the board, the kills are pretty good in this movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say Distinct this... and interesting, yeah. for sure. Which is not usual on this show by any means. Um, nope. <laughs> Let's, uh, well, as you guys know, it is always my mission to find the strangest IMDb reviews for these movies. And, mm. uh, this one's pretty weird. So let's, <laughs> uh, this comes to us from IMDb user JRizzo26422. Uh, mm. and, uh, it, the review is titled True Nick Cage fans will love this. Uh, <laughs> I am so sick of everyone not understanding Nick Cage. 
none of these ridiculous over-the-top roles in movies are supposed to be taken seriously. We have already established years ago that he can actually act and is super talented. He knows that and is content with that. He's the one celebrity who did his serious roles and decided to have hilarious fun with his fame. He's not interested in spending 60 years doing the same serious crap and sequels over and over. He's so different and fun. This man cracks me up so much. Me and my husband idolize him. If you're a fan of his over-the-top crazy roles with cage rage, this will be your fave so far. The plot and storyline itself are pretty bad, and so is the acting. But if you put it on just to laugh at Nick, then it's definitely for you. His ensemble and the slow-mo are by far the best thing I've ever seen. Love him always. Side note, John Cusack looks hilarious as well. 10 out of 10 stars. Okay. 10 out of 10 stars. Jesus. I I just like the idea of somebody giving 10 out of 10 for something that... They say, well, large swaths of the film are total trash. <laughs> the, but... <laughs> the plot and storyline are pretty bad, as is also the acting. The acting. <laughs> 10 out of 10 stars. Yeah. I... And, and look, even if you are the world's biggest Nicolas Cage fan, how could you I'm close. put I'm this a, in the... He's one of my all-time favorites, but... Yeah, but yeah. how can you put this in the pantheon? I no. mean, and this, also, is, this is the, solid uh, Cage, but... The, the, yeah. I, the, I, their whole... I, I disagree with the whole premise that it's like, oh, he just decided to stop being serious and just be a goof and stuff. Yeah, that was not his choice. That was his debt that yeah, made that Yeah, I don't think that's... Him. And even still, like, he is... This is legitimate work, even if he's being crazy. He's not just going, look at me, I'm a clown now. <laughs> like, what? I, I mean, I don't know. John, this movie, this movie, he's kind of a clown. He is, like, yeah, honestly. He's kind of a clown, and but he I, is I, reading a letter he wrote to his dead brother. But, <laughs> um, I mean, that, I gotta say, though, that, that, I would put that letter reading scene in the pantheon of Cage scenes, though. Sure. I have to imagine it's a total Nicolas Cage creation because be. there's nothing else in this entire movie yeah. that shows that kind of imagination and yeah. wildness. So that writer uh, who... Uh, this is such a boring script with such a simple story and poorly done. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine he would have even imagined. No, like, that no. writer in his brain couldn't think of a scene where a gangster reads a re- letter he wrote to his dead brother. Mm-hmm. That has to have been like Nicolas Cage is like, I think I... You know, I like the theme of this movie and Brothers and goes, I got this idea and uh, just put me in the scene yeah. with uh, uh, with Mikey and I'm going to do this thing. I wrote this letter last night, so uh, let's go. Um, yeah, no, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, we're not the but we're not the only people who watch this list, man. An old friend of ours also took in a view oh. of this movie. Uh, because uh, we watch on HBO Max but I think it was on Amazon at one point so that means it's time to check in with our good pal Bruce Winning for another segment Uh, of The Winning Opinion (laughs) Uh, here it is here's Bruce Winning's thoughts on uh, Arsenal Uh, title of the review is I like a typical crime drama not 16.9 but I do like 5.1 surround sound which is interesting for fireworks I like the action and violence. I like the shooting. I like the punching and kicking. I don't like slow motion violence. I can watch movies like this. Five out of five stars. <laughs> I don't like slow mo. You'd think he'd 
love slow motion yeah, violence. Really, you, you get to see the intricacies of somebody's head exploding as they're being shot with a shotgun. You didn't like that. This is but I, the, very the, I'm so, the, One of my favorite things he's ever written now is I can watch movies like this. What? That was I go the thing that like stuck this. out to me. I End love the sentence. idea that he wanted to close yeah. with a statement of, I can watch movies like this. Not. It seems like it should say, I can watch movies like this every day or something like that. No, yeah. I can watch movies like this, period. Yeah, we I know, Bruce. We've read your other reviews. <laughs> I have the physical capabilities of sight also, and uh, hearing. This confirms something I've uh, I've thought about before with his obsession with 16.9. He likes 16.9 mm. because it fills the screen. This movie's 235 anamorphic widescreen, which is crazy to begin with. But I would argue that's better. But in Bruce's mind, that's worse because now there's black bars. Even though mm -hmm. it's technically a wider screen, in his mind, if it's not... And this is something I thought about with him when he's talking about his love of 16.9. I go, I bet he just loves the idea that it fills his screen not the idea that it's a cinematic ratio. Uh, no. And it's confirmed yeah. now, that which makes him an idiot, in my opinion. But He uh, <laughs> hates those black bars, John. He yeah, hates any them. kind of black bars. But as long as it's got 5.1... Oh, I also like that. 5.1 is good for fireworks. What? What? <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe. there is that 4th of July scene. Yeah, maybe There are fireworks in this movie, but... That's... But I like, for like, I like the fireworks. Four or five seconds. I like the fireworks. That uh, would be a good. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's old. old are you Bruce. guys not uh, at this point because you've read so much of the guy's stuff? Yeah. Are you hmm. possibly suspecting he's a he's an AI? <laughs> oh, I didn't I, I, suspect I, that. I will say now we we some of the sentence structure is so robotic. <laughs> That's what it. it seems yeah. His syntax, yeah. especially like. I am able to watch movies. Gosh, like this. he could be right. He he reviews enough things. I could see it. I, I will, don't know why I somebody will... would construct a bot to do that necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that I, I and I don't. I don't. We're not here to dox anyone. And and mm. I, even I didn't want this information. But we have confirmed social media presence of this man, Bruce Wynn. Oh, he's out there. Okay. Okay. Uh, he is out there. Out He's Do out not, there. yeah, yeah. We, I don't think we have to say, but you don't, know what? It don't look at this person. Up. Knowing he's out there watching yeah. the movies, we can't always. Well, he's watch. got. I mean, and he's 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 got he's got a, a profile photo for his Amazon here. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, good. He just put up another review of Duracell batteries, Lisman. Have I talked about this on the show, or did you I just did. tell you this? Yeah, that, you that did. a lot of his reviews are for batteries. <laughs> can I just? Can I, let me just let me just quickly let me just quickly. Yeah, just. This, of this all is things, <laughs> this, is, this is his it most. Powered it. This is his most recent review that he's posted on Amazon. This is the Duracell. Mm. This is for Duracell Ultra Alkaline uh, Quadruple A batteries. I've never seen Quadruple A batteries before. Um, uh, he goes. Uh, uh, the review is titled "I like to use Duracell in my devices. This battery should last five years in the stylus to indicate the longevity of a decent stylus battery. I will resubmit review at that time." Five out of five stars. Means that he is going to track, and he probably has already set on a calendar somewhere. It's like be five sure years. to. Oh, his wall covered years. with variants like calendars and, and like. I, holy I love shit. that he specifically makes a point of. Don't worry. In five years, I'll be back to confirm that it lasted five years. Don't worry, dear to readers. Yeah, if it weren't for waiting you guys, on bated breath. 
I mean, you are the proof, but I was, if you guys hadn't come along, does he think there's an audience actually that's dying for what Bruce Winning has to say what, about what, batteries? What we find is he's mostly writing to Amazon. He oh, will actually okay. say yes. things like, thank you, Amazon. All right. Or, or yeah, keep, he, keep giving me these movies, Amazon. Uh, he often talks about the algorithm on Amazon uh, as if it's a real person. Yeah. So, so Mr. I think that's Mr. Bezos, I would really like you to know that these batteries, after five years, finally gave out. Because here's the thing. I always get those emails whenever I buy something on Amazon to go, please leave a review, and I never do. This guy reviews every single thing he watches and buys. Unbelievable. It's insane, mm -hmm. that commitment. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we, we, we felt Arsenal had its moments, but maybe we can come up with a better vehicle for Nicolas Cage. What if we say this is the middle story between Deadfall <laughs> and the end of Eddie King's story in Arsenal? So this is the second story of uh, of Eddie King set between the two since he dies in this one. Uh, okay. uh, no, he dies in Deadfall, too. He oh, also then, dies in Deadfall. Th that's right. That he is, does. It's been a yeah, while. We could so, make a sequel to this. Right, we can make so a third one that he Eddie also King shows movie. up in. Uh, they, they, yeah, I mean, I think at this point, um, he's not worried about continuity. It's just that he's like, this character fits in certain stories, and if I can convince a writer, I bet mm. Eddie King comes back. And I bet uh, Nicolas Cage calls up that terrible makeup artist and yeah. says, "Give mm -hmm. me the nose even bigger this time." Well, let's say, let's that say it's, let's say, oh, let's go even further than say this time he's really portraying an elderly. It's the same wig, but it's gray now. But the mustache uh -huh. is still black. Oh, nice. Uh, and the yeah. nose, yeah. the nose is even sillier. It's even, it's like more bulbous <laughs> and crazy. Uh, so what? Let's say what he's up to this time in a movie called, oh. Infinite Overkill. Mm, okay. Infinite Overkill. Wow. Well, that I sounds think sounds like it's right up your alley. I think. Mm. Okay. Let Let's give it the kind of John Wick premise. Is what I'm gonna say. What What Ed, okay. Eddie King, the world thinks he's dead. But yes. when is when it's revealed he's actually he's living on an island somewhere. Maybe we can use one of the ones Nick owns. Um, mm -hmm. Uh. Mm -hmm. uh so it becomes like all the world's greatest assassins are coming for Eddie King. Right. Kind of a smoke I like that. But I'm going to take it even more sci-fi. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> he he has a, he has, maybe it's a Bahamian Island again. Maybe it's on Nicholas Cage's actual. Yeah. Well, Bahamian that'll be Island. cheaper to shoot. Uh, they, uh, the world's mafia has had enough of Eddie King fucking stuff up. So yes, they're sending assassins from all around the world. Yeah. But what they meet is not Eddie King. It's an army of Eddie King. Oh my god. Uh, it is hence that the explains infinite. the deaths and the infinite and overkill. that is the infinites. So he is either a life model decoy or there's a clone oh army god. Oh my of god. Eddie King. So they just break it. into a lab filled with like yeah. with like naked Eddie Kings. Yeah, like, and and writhing. different stages. Like like mm -hmm. some have the mustache just coming in because they're like teenagers. <laughs> they're teenagers, and the nose isn't quite as long yet. There, there oh, are, man, there are female-bodied Eddie Kings as well. There's all mm. kinds of stuff. It's, it's mm. a, yeah, it's and old, on young, the monitors baby. in in the clone lab yeah. on the monitors, you see what's being fed into their consciousnesses. Yeah. And you see all the same TV shows and movies that Eddie King would have watched as a kid. Yeah. So you're seeing a bunch of old westerns, and you're seeing a bunch on the screens, and 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 uh, and episodes of The Untouchables. It's all going in there. You know what? And, right. and here's the thing. 
Cage would be a hundred percent on board with this pitch. Of he course, would absolutely, of course. Yeah, I love like in the Matrix when they go into the 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 arsenal there, and it's like the rows come yeah. out of all the, this. Instead, he goes into a place where it's uh, suddenly these clothes. The the closet opens up, and it's just that same suit. It's yeah. just thousands of that same suit. And he uh, a, he suits. Is this up. a horror film? Like, yeah, is this, this like? The point. the assassins being hunted by yeah. the clones of Eddie King. Oh, yeah. this is. I would one hundred percent. Or this or it's just the assassins arrive on that island thinking they've got it easy, and then they're mm. met. It's all on that yeah. island. They're met. No, no. With I think that's. I think that's army what it, of Eddie. That's Kings. what it starts mm. as. It starts as like an action movie where they're going to kill him, and then it turns into a horror movie where they're all being hunted right. on this yeah, island we, by the. If you thought Eddie one Kings. was was too much, yeah. <laughs> you uh no the, i think the tagline is you can't kill what's infinite oh man that is good yeah that's yeah i like that's it that's it nicholas cage is eddie king in uh, <laughs> uh, I love, this is maybe the yeah. best i this think this is, is the best the, movie the, we've pitched and like i said if <laughs> if i ever meet nicholas cage i'm pretty sure he would be a hundred percent on board to make this movie i'm yeah uh, i'm very excited to pitch and we'll this bring his brother yeah. back to direct right we'll let him yeah. we'll let him continue from deadfall because i think that would further be we'll have christopher direct it uh, I would. I actually would uh, recommend a title change, though I I know the rules of this <laughs> well, game. Well, it, it was yeah, up. it was randomly generated. Uh, but uh, I think it needs to be uh, Infinite Over Kings. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That is good. <laughs> oh, that's so silly. Uh, oh yes. Um. All right. Well. Uh, Let's talk about what we're talking next week on the show. Uh, mm. uh, we have another guest with us for another Nicolas Cage movie. Our, our our good friend and another fan favorite, Mike Gergoni, is joining us next week mm -hmm. to, talk, to talk about the police thriller 211. Mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage in 211, which is the I'm sure that is a police code. What is 211? 211 is police code for armed robbery in progress. Ah, uh, thank you. Yes, 211. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, this sees Nicolas Cage versus a band of vicious bank robbers. Uh, so, uh, Lisman, as always, I will ask, would you like the tagline for it? It's not good. I'll just say that right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're going to say it anyways. So, just, you know. <laughs> well, I'll just, just say, say this is a tagline that could be on literally any movie. 211. <laughs> Here's the tagline Your life can change in an instant. Are you yeah. The butterfly effect. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 such a non that's perhaps the most Brandon, non look, look up this poster. That could literally be any movie. It's a very generic yeah. action movie poster, but I just love if you go and look at the poster, it's 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 all this stuff. It's Nicolas Cage with his cop sunglasses, and there's just a big explosion of fire reflected in the lenses of the glasses. And he's like, Oh like a, no. a tagline, it's like sometimes you meet people. <laughs> Yeah. Some, uh -huh. Absolutely yeah. true. Some things just happen. <laughs> <laughs> like it just is you. Yeah, when you're know. hungry, you gotta eat. <laughs> it's just kind of, 
I think that, uh, I mean, uh, not, not to let people in too much on how the sausage is made here, but uh, we may have already recorded that episode, and I will say the movie lives up to that boring tagline. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Insufferable. So, so yeah, so next week is, uh, is a different experience than this week for sure. Um, but, Brendan, thank you as always for coming on. Of course, you can hear brendan and i uh every week if you're one of our patrons over on uh patron.podbean.com slash punch up uh you mm. can uh you can listen to brendan and i every week over there talking about monster movies uh on campbell and jones meet the monsters uh, indeed where we continue to suffer through those listen you were just on recently so uh mm-hmm. watching a, a, a very action gel friendly movie actually that we didn't even know about but uh i loved it it yeah. was it was a great time phantom of the mall Eric's Revenge. Eric's Revenge. Indeed. <laughs> so good. Indeed. Uh, so good. But we have finally entered the 90s. Now all the movies are good. Yes, oh, I, exactly. I don't, I don't know about exactly. that. I don't know about that at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Brandon, and speaking of that, Brandon, we'll have you back uh, come uh, Spooktober again on the show when oh. we do our horror action movies. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. bring you back for uh, for one of those. And I look forward. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll look forward to that. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The Action Shelf. The Action Shelf is part of the Panel Up Podcast Network. Remember to follow us on social media. We're at Action Shelf Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at actionshelfpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also support the entire network by heading over to patreon.com slash panelup to get cool, exclusive bonus content. The Action Show.